Hello friends, how's it going? My name is Matt Barr and you are listening to episode 198 of the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. And it's a special one this, because it's my by now traditional festive special, the fifth, with my old pals Tim and Gendel. Yet in a time of traditions, mince pies, carols, mistletoe, people losing their shit about what is essentially an expensive, expertly produced advert for a supermarket, our annual booze fuel Jamboree is looking sideways very own addition to the Christmas canon. Although this year we've mixed this up a little. Um, Of course, we did sit down and chat for, well, two and a half hours in the end. And we discussed our years. Gendel did a quiz. We had some uh, listener and reader questions from Instagram. We did all the usual stuff, although we didn't do Secret Santa this year. Um, but this year, I've um, I've roped in some friends of the pod uh, to record some special voice note guest appearances in a, a drastic change of direction for me, the voice note things people will know. I've got Ed Lee, uh, Demi Taylor, Owen Tozer, Christian Stevenson, Leslie McKenna, Salema, and even real live astronaut Christina Cook, who's going to kick us off right now. Here she is. Hey, Matt, it's Christina Cook for your holiday special. My highlights of 2022 were running mountain races with my friends and husband, the Artemis One mission around the moon, and surfing in France and Spain. For 2023, hoping for more of the same. Happy holidays. So that was Christina. Thank you, Christina. Anyway, for now, wherever you listen to this, and I imagine it's either in the car or on the way to someone's gaff or while peeling the sprouts, because as as me and Gendel and Tim do discuss in this episode, some people do look forward to this and they do make it part of their festive tradition. Hello, Christian and Elliot in, in New York City. I believe that includes you two. So wherever you're listening, I say, don the silly Santa hat, grab an eggnog, Kick back while us three absolute idiots wax festively and get progressively more drunk for the next couple of hours. Um, I'll be back at the end with the usual, slightly more reflective housekeeping corner. But in the meantime, here's me, Tim and Gendel. Enjoy. Lads, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas I'm on Cheers. the stubbies. I'm on the stubbies. I've just come back from France. I did bring a crate of uh, Twisties, Cronenbergs. Nice. You, is, that real, is, is that a real one then? Not an alcohol free? I know this is real. Yeah. And are you? Are we still worried about like? Remember when, as a kid, when you used to go over to France with your mom and dad, and they'd like be nervously because my mom and dad used to smoke the embassy number one so they'd bring back a job load duty free and i could always remember them like trying to calculate how much they're allowed and not and then i think that just got entrenched in me as a kid that whenever i came back through duty free and i'd buy a beer or something i'd always oh am i allowed to bring this much can well, we you got... bring as much as you want no you can't you well i mean we were on the ferry back and there's i'm assuming it's a brexit thing but it was like you're only allowed one packet of fags now um but we got checked for um uh immigrants like did you? In the va- oh we we're, did that we did as well we were, in, we, we, were, we were in the van and elena actually said she was like because we 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 were like carting load of furniture over there and in the back we had like 
something that basically looked like a rolled up human. Um, and she, <laughs> yeah. and, and she was, she was like, I think we better sort that out. And I was like, come on, as if sure enough, like they were very yeah. friendly. They were like, come on, got anyone in there? We need to have a look. Uh, what? And they unrolled the thing. Nah, they could tell it was a load of cushions. Yeah. We did, had we, a, did we ever tell the story of when Gendel did a bit of people smuggling? Is this the one when you went to Verbier with, yeah. John, with Jono? That's a good yeah. story, actually. Right. Oh, I'm just going to put a quick disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. We haven't got a fucking clear what stories we've repeated. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on year five. so oh, I'm it, pretty sure we've repeated loads of them. So you just have to take it as part of the tradition if, exactly. we, go, if we go again. I'm not going to mention my plan to do looking sideways live again because that ain't going to happen why not because <laughs> last year you were like yeah you said that last two years matt do you know what's <laughs> funny we've had a, we've had a message this week about potentially doing a looking sideways live with our famous first words so uh, we can fill you in on that later on so actually wow, looking exciting. looking sideways live is already being mentioned by other people by yourself believe you wow so we're going to we're going to read some voice notes out from from friends of the pod, friends of the show and friends of us three. But before we do that, Gendel, come on, give us a Verbier story because it is a good one. This I seem to remember you oh. and John were in Chamonix and you went to Verbier, right? We went to, we went to yeah. We Our went friend John Verity Ovs. Went to Chamonix and um, we wanted a night out in Verbier. There was something going on. So we were like, we wanted a night out in Verbier. And, but we didn't have our passports because um, we'd sent them back. We were going to Russia. We were going to one of our trips that with you. Probably, prob- probably was. that Russia trip, wasn't it? Yeah, we I think to... it was Russia when we had to send our visa, our passports off to get yeah. visas and stuff. So we didn't have passports, and John went, "Oh no, like there's a crossing. There's a there's a crossing where there's never anyone there, and you just drive straight through." It's not yeah, even... the the Martini one, isn't it? Yeah, off the back a... of the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the Martini one. So he was like, "Yeah, it's not even a thing. Like it's fine. It's just drive over." So we did that on the way over, and. I got in, I was like, shall I get in the, no, I, well, John, I must have had his passport, I guess, because he was driving. I guess it was just me. Maybe. You did, I, I remember you oh, did cause have... I came to, no, I came to Russia. John didn't. So that was yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So he would have had it. I, guess I was like, I swear he didn't come to Russia. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. You're right. You're right. As if I'd invite that fucker so, to Russia. So he, he would have had his. So as we drove over, um, we went through the first time. I like that one too. And I like went, that one. And it was when John had his van. So. As we were approaching the border, he was like, oh, not, that he was, not that he was obsessed with that fucking van or anything. No, no. don't even bring it up. My name's <laughs> on the side of that van. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, just get in the back of the van just in case someone's there. There probably won't be, but just get in the back. So I got in the back. There was no one there. We just drove straight through. Went out in Verbier. Had a really good night. Next day, driving back, coming up to the... Hang on, hang on. How much, of a, how much of a good night did you have? It was, it was a live. It was lively. Well, we were hungover, like really hungover the next day. I remember that because because he went, oh, he comes across and you may as well get in the back. Like that seemed like an effort getting in the back of the van. And I was like, all right, I'll get in the back. There'll be no one there. And then as we drove up, I felt the car slowing down, the van slowing down, and um, and I was like, what's he stopping for? Is there someone there? It must and be near the I, border. Just, <laughs> no, but, but honestly, the day before we we literally just drove through it. We didn't even stop. Yeah, and like it was that you know it's in the middle of the woods type thing, and then the car stopped, and I heard a a guy go, "Oh, passport." I'm going to do a bad accent now. French <laughs> French accent it was like, "Oh, no, no, no French people listen to this. You're fine." Yeah, and he goes, um, and I heard him go, "Passport," and Johnny gave it, and he went, "What's in the back?" 
it, but in French because John was talking in French. And, I, and then <laughs> 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 he said, "Was a vec in the in Le Bac?" What it was? It was the undercover policeman from Alolo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then he went. And John, I went, oh, snowboard, skateboard, BMX, just like reeling off things. I was like, you're talking about stuff in the back. And then he went, and then I heard him go up and up and up. And then I was like lying under a surfboard or something. Like by that point, I was like shuffled myself under a surfboard. So you and... did actually hide. You were like, well, you were like, John, you, you were like, fuck, I better hide it. Well, because I was like, shall I just say something? But Jono obviously hadn't said anything. Well, that's a proper so stick like, or twist that, isn't it? Because yeah. if you, because if you get, you're like, fuck i need to hide but if you yeah. get caught it's like you're hiding from the customs yeah because <laughs> i was like i was like well john going for it i can't just like say something now and so i like shuffled under this this surfboard and then i suddenly heard the van open and it was at night so i was like it's pretty dark in it it was night but as he opened it like i felt these beams of light like come into the van and like shuffled my feet together and and i was like and then john kind of like shook the surfboard he went see ya surfboard and he shook it and it like shook above my head, above my face. And I was lying there like that. And then guy just went, okay, c'est bon, go. And he shook the thing. Oh my shook God. Shook the van. And my flipping heart. Yeah, I'd have been having kittens. It was the dumbest thing ever. That, that's, that is one of them, innit? Where suddenly you're like, oh, I'm my, I'm the one step away from seriously getting in trouble. Like, from, <laughs> yeah. From like, just... From from with just from a couple of like fuckwitted decisions, yeah. basically. Yeah, this is just yeah, it was stupid. And then we drove around the corner and got out and had a hug, and our adrenaline was flying, and we were like back, hangover gone, like whoa. Yeah, idiots. no, I remember. I, I Absolutely idiots. I remember the van. I remember the van. Um, I also noticed that Jono put forward about five questions on Instagram. Did he? Um, I mean, you probably could guess a couple of them. I, I would have thought the one. Did about... any of the questions involve? Um... Front covers. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a, <laughs> Let's just bit, leave them out. Let's just yeah, leave them out so to I, annoy him. So I left most of them out. Um, yeah. But I did get quite a lot of questions, actually. So um, I reckon we can start with an easy one. You're trying to say we're quite popular. I'm, I, I mean, I, 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 I was I was amazed. <laughs> 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 Merry nah, Christmas. It's, it's, it's normally, it's normally Are we in the tens? Are we in the tens, mate? We're, we're, we're between tens, 10 and 20. Which I, yeah, think, I, I think is good. I think it's good. Figures. So we'll start Five with an easy each, one. We'll oh. start with an easy one because we're drinking. What's your favourite beer, boys? Oh. Actually, I'm going to start with two because there's two related ones. Um, lager, sometimes I, cider. <laughs> lager, sometimes... <laughs> I, I like both kinds. I, I do like... <laughs> Oh, I, mate, do like, I do we like I do like Elvis juice. Questions to get Sorry, brew dog Elvis juice. Love it. That'll do. Mm. Gando. Um, quite part. I'm a bit obvious. I quite like a punk IPA to be honest. But I also like a neck oil at the moment. Nice. Ooh. Do like a neck oil. Camden Hells, and it is on, Guinness season. I'm on the Munich Hells, which is which is good. Is that a Pilsner? Yeah, it's like proper Munich lager, you know, like German. How strong are we talking, Matty? Um, yeah, it is a it is a five, which you know, normally I like a thinking pint, 
you yeah. know, like a 3.8. So we're going to be talking about <laughs> podcast podcast live in a few hours then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, next show I'm going to do Looking Sideways Live, boys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, next question. What's your first drink on Christmas morning? This was another listener question. It, it's more recently, for, for us in our house, it is the Bucks Fizz. We've been doing it. Mm. Lucy loves it. So we've been smacked a bit of champagne and some fresh orange juice. Yeah. Good. That was always the thing in my, at home with my, with my parents. Um, yeah. Books fizz as well. A bit boring, but that would be the one. And then if not, just wait, wait till lunch and have a little beer probably. Yeah. And then, and then a coffee. Have to have a coffee. I mean, I'm drinking tea before I drink anything, but you know. Mm. Like uh, it would. Oh, be... does that count? Do we? Yeah, I'd have a cup of tea probably first before the books fizz. But <laughs> just straight, straight onto the books fizz. We are uh, straight, sense. straight out of bed. There you go. Um, all right, I'm going to play the first voice note. Okay. This is this is from Ed Lee. Um, so just do not know what to expect with this. Who is in <laughs> my phone? Who is it still in my phone? as Satan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Happy Christmas, boys. Tim, Gend, Matty. Uh, hope you're all good. I imagine you're a uh, couple of Guinnesses or beers. <laughs> you still doing the shots on the, that podcast? Um, uh, well, I hope you're enjoying yourselves. Um, so, highlights of 2022. Um, professional and personal, I'm going to go with. Uh, professional, I think... They've got, it's got to be commentating with Timo on the Olympics in Beijing. What a treat that is. We get to watch a sport we love with one of your best mates. <laughs> uh, I always liken it to being in the pub without beer. Um, so much fun. We did it through the night. They were long, long nights. And then we had some big day shifts. I got vertigo from the uh, exhaustion. <laughs> but we spent 16 days in an apartment together and there's not even a frustrated word. That's It's just the best job. I look forward to that every couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, definite professional highlight there. Definitely got um, my side of the personal story. Personal highlights. Uh, <sighs> I got my New Zealand citizenship in April. Um, that was a really, really big one. Um, after the uh, pandemic and being a New Zealand resident, I thought it was probably time I stepped up and did the do. So, uh, it was a lovely ceremony. I'd lived in Switzerland for a bit and, uh, it was when, if you become, I, we, I had, had friends who became Swiss citizens and you had to declare, swear that you would defend Switzerland against your mother country. And in contrast, the New Zealand citizenship ceremony, they uh, declared that uh, your music, your food, your language, every aspect of your culture was welcome and would make New Zealand a richer place. So uh, I felt like I'd made the right decision. Um, and then I, I can't, uh, another one, another highlight that always pops up, came back to the UK in June and I had a last minute cancellation for a job. So I ended up just sifting around in the UK and I made time to go and see Spencer Claridge, Chris Moran and all the Brighton crew. Um, we just skated for a couple of days, middle-aged shred tour of the South Coast. Um, far too many beers in the evening. 
just catching up. Got, got, got to uh, have a couple of beers on HMS Bounce Back in Brighton Marina. Um, it was a lovely, <laughs> lovely time. That was definitely a highlight. Uh, also watching my wife uh, get more frothy on snowboarding than most of the groms down here during the New Zealand winter. That was a big one. Um, looking forward to 2023. Um, Travelling less uh, is definite one. Um, skating more. Just learned. Uh, I'm, well, I'm trying to learn. I say I've just learned. I've got one rock and roll slide on the mini ramp. And that's, that's <laughs> things I'm looking forward to. That's pretty high up the list at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm getting... Getting in shape and being fit and healthy after a long knee rehab, so that's I'm enjoying my body. Looking forward to being physical, eating well, <laughs> loving life. Um, happy Christmas, boys! Goes on a bit. Goes on a bit, doesn't he? He was definitely lying naked <laughs> on his bed when he said, "I'm enjoying my body." That was the mental image that I didn't need really. Okay, but in, but, but also the funny the yeah. funny thing the funny thing about that, you know, it's like this. <clears throat> the the fight shy, famously neutral Swiss making you swear an oath that you'll defend your country is kind of hilarious because they're not they're not they're not known for that, are they? But Timo, like your um your version of the Olympic chat then, because that like we'll do both of your highlights. I know what Gendel's is going to be, so we'll go we'll go Gendel next. Um, but yeah, Timo, I mean that was a hell of a gig, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, Eddie says it's best. Really, it, it's. It is like being in the pub, and it's. You, I think because I'm with Ed, who is so incredibly brilliant at that job, and he plays the lead, and he's number one, and he's the lead commentator for sure. That actually, although I do do a lot of prep, believe it or not, I don't feel like I have to do a lot of prep because you can just turn up, and he's so good at chatting and and engaging those stories and weaving that narrative and you're just almost he's sailing the ship and you're just enjoying the view and you're just going with it and because of that you can get lost in it and I think that's why it does indeed feel like you're in the pub with your mates and you just and especially at two o'clock in the morning when there's not many people watching you just blissfully just unaware just having a just having a right laugh doing it and it is it's 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 still just an amazing. I, I don't know. It, I'm still blown away by it. The fact that I do it, if you know what I mean. I know that's yeah, no, really I, I, weird. I, no, I totally um, get that. I mean, it's you know, you you, you, you boy done good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'll always remember. I'll always remember going around to my when my nanny Hughes moved in with my mom and dad when when she started to get a bit sick and and, and old. I always remember seeing a cutout in her room in the, from the Radio Times saying Tim Warwin at Tim Warwin and Ed Lee do the commentary Aww. or something and so you know that it's that isn't it it's the fact that it still has that gravitas i think and still yeah privilege yeah. to do good yeah, gig. I, good gig i i did the natural selection commentary this year and i know i mean that was the first time i've ever done anything like that i've never done any any live broadcasting before never done in ear. never had a producer so I felt like I was pretty much in the deep end and yeah. um i how did you find it matty were you nervous I was absolutely fucking terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, but like the production crew were absolutely brilliant. Like they, they made, so, like I, I basically walked into the first production meeting and the head of the production company and the head of natural selection, like the, not Travis, like the CEO guy both came up to me and were like, we, we're so stoked you're here. You're going to kill this. 
you know, like, and, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cause I obviously went in there feeling like an absolute chancer, you know, like work mm. experience boy. Um, and then they had a, the, the producer in air. I don't even know what that's called. In air producer. Fuck yeah. Knows. Yeah. Or just um, on talk. It's called talk back when you have somebody talking to you. And she came up to me and she was like, I'm going to get you through this. You're going to, you're going to show, yeah, like a show caller or something. You're going to, you're going to kill this. Like, don't even worry about it. I've got you, you know? Mm. Um, and then I've got to say, like, Salema, like being the anchor was again, like just, I, I definitely was like, okay, there's a professional in the room who knows what he's doing, you yeah. know, probably a bit like what you're saying with Ed, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, okay. Like I can, all I've really got to do is chip in every now and again and waffle mm. a bit about snowboarding. Um, so I mean, I can't say I enjoyed it. You know, I was I was relieved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get through it afterwards. Um, and that's I think that's the beauty of it. Is you know actually when it is something that you love and something like the the natural selection tour is you, as a fan of snowboarding, it's what you you want to enjoy it. You want to sit back and the same with kind of the Olympics in a way really is I, I want to be able to enjoy it. And sometimes, and, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes at times during the finals, when it's firing along and you, you constantly, you, you second guessing yourself and you're like, was that the right call? Did I say the right thing? Have I sat on the fence too much? Have I, have I give, given a good balanced opinion there that you, that you can't enjoy it. It's, it's, it is a bit oh, of a the, weird one. The trick calling must be a nightmare. I mean, the, the, the good thing about natural selection is that the, the, the the you know the most rotation i did was a cab now yeah <laughs> so, it's, so it's like you know they're all doing front and back threes like cab fives and sevens and then the odd cab nine so like you, it is really easy to just call the tricks but yeah i watched that olympic final and i mean i know everyone says this like and it's the cliche you probably hear the most but honestly i was like fucking hell i would not know where to start like and you, yeah. you know you must have the dickhead police breathing down your neck as well it's henry jackson know. Henry Jackson, that's who it is. <laughs> but I like it. I like having Henry, you know, because he's got my back. But but also, he's not afraid to say you got that wrong, and it's it's fine. Do you know There's I mean? definitely like more pressure on on snowboarding stuff for things like that, though, isn't there? Because we're because we're so close to it. Yeah, like, and you you kind of know if you're getting tricks wrong, I guess. Like and you and you think and you know that there's more people that you know like mates watching it and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like when oh, we've done, because a lot of time, totally. Tim, when we've done, if we if me and Timo have done like another Red Bull event for another sport that we're not linked to, we're generally brought in as the as the kind of not the experts at all, like just to right. to, to kind of host stuff or, or to, if it's a live event, just to be the kind of voice of the talking to the crowds and getting things going. And then you've got an expert with you and that's like, which is like a different kind of pressure, I guess, because you've got to like host and be the kind of main thing, haven't you? But you don't worry about getting the nitty gritty right because that's, that's what I always say is like, I'm not an expert. I, I can't be that person for, for a lot of these sports but as long yeah. as you've got someone there to ask questions and then as long as you make that clear from the start it's like no pressure then but with uh, snowboarding I, yeah snowboarding is different it's like i totally felt that and also like i i was essentially the the very random english guy like do you know what i mean uh. like a lot a lot of that crew <laughs> over there were definitely like who the fuck is this guy do you know what i mean like <laughs> and and also like and they were all really cool and 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 like after the first broadcasts like loads of them came up and were like you fucking killed it like don't worry about it which is really lovely um but i know what you mean Gend. I, I was just really conscious of the fact that everyone i admire was watching that 
yeah. and, I, and I just wanted to do a good job, you know, like, mm. I, I, so yeah, funny. I, I like, I, I don't think I'm doing Well, I'm definitely not doing it this year. And I was, I was kind of relieved really about that. I must say. Hello. We look sideways podcast. It's Salema Masakela here. I don't know if you can hear, but that is the Pacific Ocean dancing in the background. <clears throat> I have my feet in the sand on a walk this morning at uh, Pipeline on the north shore of Oahu. And I am immensely grateful that this is the life that I still get to lead, chasing waves and snowfall and getting to dance in the joy of both. I got my health, my family's good, I got a lot of love in my life and I'm just immensely grateful that I still get to do all the things that 18 year old me dreamt of somehow or another that this life is still my reality this is where I get to shape uh, the entirety of my existence I'm playing in the shred yeah immensely grateful aloha to all of you hope to have another conversation soon and uh, wishing happiness and good health to all of your listeners, all the sideways folks around the world. Gendo, so your highlight of the year, I think we know what that's going to be, right? Yeah, famous first words, Christmas party was good. <laughs> was great, <laughs> wasn't it, mate? Wasn't it the best? Yeah, really good. Oh, really my good. God, 500 um, people. Um, yeah, went off. No, um, come on. No, I think you're insinuating about my daughter. I've had a little girl Yeah. Um, back in March, little Gigi, Gloria. Um, it's just I'll try not. I don't want to go down all the cliches. Go on, go, like new dad cliches. says. Go, do, but, you fucking, know, do get, get the bingo card out. Come it's, on, uh, you know oh, it's the hardest work, but it's the best work. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the tiredest, but it's all, all worthwhile. Tiredest I've ever been. Tiredest I've ever been, but you just don't mind. Oh, don't they make a mess? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, Gendel said to me the other day, he did a good cliche to me the other day. Um, he went, cause I said, oh, you know, she, she must be walking. She must be up and like walking. He's like, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. She's kind of standing up along the sofa and she just grabs it. You wouldn't believe it. She just grabs at everything. I was like, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. believe it. Yeah. I it's would. kind of her getting used to her limbs and realizing she can grab it. And, and, and Tim's like, well, yeah, I've got three of them. Yeah. 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 It's quite funny because Tim, Tim, I had some quite funny moments with Timo. We're like, I remember when we were, it was like a, a couple of months in and we were like on a service station. We got off got off um, to get some food at a service station and we were stood in the M&S queue and we got like crisps and sandwiches and I was holding them, like, like cradling <laughs> all the food. And then Tim looked at me and he went, look at you. Look at what you're doing. And I was, and I was swaying from he one was rocking the, the other. food. <laughs> so he was rocking it to sleep. <laughs> and I looked down at my legs and I was like, oh, yeah. And he went, yeah, that happens when you, when you hold stuff. <laughs> Yeah, rocking the quavers to sleep. Really weird. Rocking the quavers to sleep. And then, yeah, pretty much. And then, uh, and then, like our first famous first words gig back that I did after being a dad, I was like dancing 
to a song and it actually made me laugh so much that I couldn't be mad at him. But like, I was, I always get like a bit wild and start dancing when someone does something right. I'm like going off and I'm like really giving it some thinking, yeah, I can dance really well. I still got it. And Tim and the music cut off and then Tim went, well, you can tell someone's a new dad. (laughs) 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 I don't just have to feel touche. I think that's true. The dad dancing. It's true. Every gig we've done since then. Hey, haven't you seen me dance? Of course it's true. I ridiculous. I feel just like like I've lost rhythm and I can't (laughs) do anything. If we have like... We want Gloria. Yeah. Ruined your dad's rhythm. She's uh, (laughs) a... It's it's amazing. It's it's like... And and my wife, Camilla, is just like the best mum ever. Natural. Ding. Incredible. Um, And she'll never listen to this. Well, she might. But um, it's just, it's wicked. It's wicked, you know. It's hard, but it's, it's good. It's, and you know, I don't want to say it's hard. Well, you know, it's hard, but it's just, it's, it's, it is what you expect. And it's brilliant. And it's like every day you wake, you go to bed a bit tired, but then you wake up next day and they smile at you in the morning. You're like, ah, you're all right. You let off. (laughs) There you go. Matt Barr. Toza here, with a rare as rocking horse shit voice note. My first and last of the year. So, 2022 in review. I won't focus on low points because it's Christmas. Suffice to say that creative life is generally punctuated by interactions with absolute whoppers, and this has been a particularly vintage year. Luckily for me, I have the absolute joy of our new baby Coco to put any nonsense firmly into perspective. Something I'm sure Gendel can relate to at the moment. Yo, Gend. Um, so highlights. Obviously, Coco trumps them all. She's ace. So, so, mum. We've had a great year in that sense. Had my mind blown. So many parenthood cliches I'll skip. Um, but asking you and Boog to be godparents was surprisingly emotional. Um, nobody told me that becoming a father would turn me into an even bigger drip, but there you go. Um, I've had loads of great work this year, and I continue to fall back in love with photography. Um, a few work highlights. Our trip to Jackson Hole for natural selection was amazing. The DB Hossagor trip was also amazing. Um I've had some vintage-looking sideways Zoom portrait sessions, met some legends along the way. Uh, Sean Thompson, Stacey Peralta, holy shit. Um, yeah, so many good ones there. Um, the James Joyner one was a highlight for me. That was epic. Um, I also worked with some great friends on some very cool projects this year, which is always a pleasure. Um, spending a whole year in Devon has been cool, after years of living in Dun- London and, uh, and Brighton. Uh, it's where I grew up, so it's great to be back. I've been surfing. Bantham, my local beach, has been firing this year, more than I remember as usual. Uh, I've succumbed to the mid-length crisis, and I couldn't be happier. Um, it's all about the high-line, low-performance surfing for me these days. Poorly executed bottom turns and badly timed cutbacks. That's the order of the day. Um, and to round it off, we've now got this amazing cafe and skate bowl at the top of the hill from the beach, set up by my dear friends Paddy and Jess, Ben and Agatha. Uh, it's called Outside, which can be very confusing when you're arranging to meet people there, but we're slowly getting used to that, and it's just so ace. So, well done, you lot. 
I'm still mildly terrified of the coping in the deep end of that bowl, but I'm okay with that. It's a joy to skate. It's a, a joy to shoot too, so that's cool. Uh, hopes for 2023? Hmm. Uh, I hope we get to go to natural selection again. Uh, I really hope we go back to California to make Looking Sideways Volume 2. I know you're on the fence about the book, at least. Uh, I'd like to find time to build an online print shop. Um, I could probably do with a nudge occasionally from you on that. I hope Good Rays finds its way and continues to grow from strength to strength. I hope Coco, I really hope Coco learns to sleep through the night. Um, that would make a, that would be life changing. Um, I'd like to spend more time hanging out with you, with my mates, with, uh, with the sea, more time in the sea. Um, I hope Putin's war in Ukraine ends. I hope the Tories fuck off for a very long time. I hope the NHS survives this administration and I hope nurses and other key workers get their pay rise. They really deserve it. Um, and I hope they sort out the cost of living crisis and the energy crisis because it's absurd. It's, a, it's, it's mental that that's happening here and now. Um, so there you go. Highlights and hopes as requested. All that's left to say is thanks to you for being such a great and supportive friend. True friendship is everything and I love you like a brother, man. So, yeah, thanks for the good times and uh, thanks for being there in the bad times. Big love to Tim and Gend, legends and heroes, both of them. Tim, I loved watching the Olympics purely because of your commentary. And I love listening to this podcast that you guys do every year, so I'm looking forward to seeing what you cover. Send my love to Boog and to Peg. Happy Christmas, good luck and good health for 2023 to all of you and to all of your listeners. Do no harm, take no shit, love and peace. Toes are out. Okay, so uh, should we have a couple of Gandalf quiz questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I made a jingle just before we came on. Of course you I'll play the jingle for you. Go on. Hit it. Okay, here we go. So but to, to regular listeners, we should explain that normally we all do the quiz, don't we? In the past, we've all done questions. And then I made questions yesterday and you guys said that you hadn't made questions. So I went, okay, we'll just do my question. So now it's the Gendel quiz. Here yeah. we go. Gendel's quiz for looking sideways. Gendel's quiz. Christmas quiz. Who is the smartest, Matt or Tim? <laughs> So, the Gendo Christmas is it, Looking Sideways is quiz. In, is it buzzers or shouting your name or fastest hand? I'll explain that, mate. Chill out. Sorry. <laughs> Let me get there. <laughs> Flipping heck. So, I actually hadn't thought that far, but I will now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 10 questions. I've got two rounds, okay? So, we'll do round one quickly. Round one is just general knowledge. Oh. Um, and what we're going to do, you're going to say your name first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fastest person to say their name will look answer at, the look question. At me, look at me already, the general knowledge. Yeah. Okay. I've been and then up as well. If you get it wrong, then the other person can steal. Ah, oh, here we go. Okay. We always do this. Come on, it's some fucking weird steal rule. But anyway, yeah. we'll work it out. Come on. Wait, so we say our name and answer the question, right? Say your name first. Yeah. If you're the fastest person, but do not say the answer. Don't like go, Matt, Peru, sure. straight away. So sure. just say your name and then I'll go Matt answer. Got it, is got it, got the it. first question 
what is Lima the capital of which country? <laughs> what what are Damn the mines called? Just... What, what are at the end of your of your the mines at the end of your your wristies? Jeopardy. <laughs> and if and, and this is the rule I've just made up as well. If you do say if you do say your name and then the answer like instinctively, you will lose a point. Oh, love it when okay. you talk dirty, Gend. That's how we do it. All right. All right. I think my okay. I think my little brief about this is only going to be an hour and a half going out the window already, isn't it? That's out the window. <laughs> so podcast live, Matty. Podcast live. Um, right. Question number one. This is a Christmas themed one. Merry Christmas, everyone by Slade and I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard are the best two Christmas songs ever made. And they came out in the same year. Which year was Tim. it? Ooh. Tim, what's your answer? 1972. Oh, hang on, I've put the... Hang on. Wait. All right, Tim, I've taken your answer. Yeah, 1972. Oh, wrong. Wrong. Right, can I, can I just say, right, that I listened to a... Like, talk about a coincidence. I listened to a podcast with Noddy Holder today hmm. about Merry Christmas, everybody. And he... Oh, actually, no, I know it's 73. Oh, Correct. Matty steals the point. Because he said next year... It is. Do you yeah. know what? For a bonus point, for a bonus point, which one of those two songs got to number one and pipped the other one? Uh, t- Tim. Slade. Matt. Oh. Tim was first. Slade. Correct. Flipping Can I it. tell you my Noddy Holder story? Yes. Go on then. So my good friend, <clears throat> excuse me. So my good friend, David Salt, that I worked with at Free Radio, when he was a junior he now runs Greatest Hits Radio across the UK and, and he was running free radio. Um, he's the content director. But when he was a lowly studio producer, when he was 16, he was in one day and he was playing out some of the pre-recorded shows. He was playing them out to the, to the good people of the West Midlands. And his boss said, Noddy Holder's coming in because he's going to record some bits. I've left the list of things I want you to, I've left the things I, I want him to say. Can you just record him? So Noddy Holder came in. <laughs> so... What he what, what they wanted Noddy Holder to do? They wanted Noddy Holder to come in and go. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> Free radio, yeah. right? So Noddy Holder gets in there, he hands in the script, says, "Can you just read this?" And Noddy Holder goes, "I, I can't do that." And he and Salty's like, "What?" He's like, I, "I can't do that. I'm under contract with whoever it is, or EMI, or whoever the music people." Yeah, is. yeah, it's publishing, right? It's publishing rights. I can't say it. And he's like, "Oh, uh, uh." uh. And they had Noddy Holder booked for an hour. So he thought on his, he thought on his toes really fast and he went, okay, I'll be back in a minute with my script. So he went off, he wrote a load of things down, gave him back to the script. And for the next hour, he had Noddy Holder going, it's Hanukkah, it's <laughs> Easter. Just a, a whole list of every other religious, <laughs> religious holiday. Wow. <laughs> it's wow, back that... holiday. <laughs> wow. So, it's Jubilee. It's plain yeah, tubes. For, wow. for the next, for the next year on free radio, West Midlands, <laughs> Noddy Holder, when it was bonfire night, Noddy Holder would shout, it's bonfire night. <laughs> wow. That is, I tell you what though, that is like some fucking quick thinking, isn't it? Like, Mate. you know, yeah. Like, and he said on the podcast today, Noddy Holder, that he gets it like 50 times a day anyway. Like, the, the question, one of the questions is obviously like, how many times a day do people shout it's Christmas at you? And he was like, 
In December, it is literally 50 times a day. <laughs> is it? Did he say, did he talk about the royalties? Because I Googled it yesterday. And what the it's supposed to be like 100 say, grand a year, isn't it? Or well, I read two different things. One said 500 grand a year that they get at Christmas because of it, and or a million, millions. I mean, just a bit like. I mean, like, they get, it's something like 70 quid a radio play. And, um, and, and then they get paid for like, being in public like you know for shopping mm, center players yeah then. prs and all that stuff so yeah i mean you can it, it would rack up pretty quick wouldn't it really i mean they start playing them in fucking october don't oh, they no. so, yeah oh that's that's a problem in it for us middle-aged people um all right let's have another anyway, one anyway the quick quiz isn't going very quick that's question one right question number two what is the most popular color in the world in 2022 matt Matt, go for it. Purple. Tim. Tim, would you like to try and steal? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to go with white. Yeah. Incorrect. The answer is blue. Oh. My Question number color. three. I think you threw me with the 2022 bit as if that was going Why? to have significance. So. Well, because they, they do this poll every year, so I can't just say what's the most popular colour because it changes every year okay my bad can i just um, say something white has still got about 10 days left to pull it back yeah it's not <laughs> happening mate it's not happening. i did that i did that question to camilla earlier and she said green and i went no it's blue and she went why i mean that's a good that's like, a good, that's a good question though isn't it? <laughs> i don't know don't know the details right question number three this is me saying merry christmas in a foreign language but what language is it Prestige, Kastagen. Tim. Go on. Norwegian. No, Matt. Prestige, Kastagen. You said it You said it with a German. Uh, Swedish. Swedish, is that your final answer? Yeah. Wrong. I'll let you have a guess each again. I'll say it again. I'm trying not to do it with an accent, but it's hard not do to. It, do it in the accent of the country. <laughs> no, because it would give it away big time. <laughs> go on. I tell you what, I'll do it. Okay, yeah, do, you want, to, do you want to do it, it in the accent? Is it as good as your French accent? <laughs> Probably not. I, okay, I, I, I'll try and do I, it in I, the accent. I'm going to. No, I know what you're about to do. I can tell by your laugh no. you're about to do it in Russian. No, I'm not. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Prestige, Kostadin. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that Sean Connery? Wait, wait, I said it wrong. I said it wrong. Prestige, Kostagen. Scottish? Because it sounds no, like Sean and Connery. And Matty, Matty, you said you said the answer without saying your name, so you're minus oh. a point. Back to the oh, sorry, it's, it's the old non-thinking lager kicking in. The, non- yeah. <laughs> the music. Tim, would you like to would you like to still have one more guess? Yes, that of course, as we all know, is um, prestige. Geschlagen is uh, Latvian. Kurs Dagen. Kurs Dagen. Oh, Danish. Danish. Oh, it's Dutch. No, it's Dutch. no it's Dutch. too late. You said oh. Danish, it, and it was Dutch. Oh, no no that points. Was your, that was your. Um, what's his face? Verstappen impression, wasn't it? Yeah. Hello, Matt. So a highlight for me of 2022 is the re-emergence, at least as far as the mainstream media narrative is concerned, of the strength 
and centrality of the trade union movement. Not just Mick Lynch and Eddie Dempsey in the RMT, but just the kind of collective realisation that people seem to have of, to paraphrase it, well, fuck this, I'm not having this, I've got some power. So, shout out to everyone in a trade union, shout out to everyone who does organising, goes to meetings, gets off their arse and does something about it instead of whining impotently. And uh, without wanting to sound like Citizen Smith, solidarity to all those people who are about to go on strike, to the nurses, the teachers, the train drivers, and everyone else who should be going on strike because they're getting fucked over by a bunch of voracious, horrible, overprivileged shitheads. Aside from that, 2022... People are uh, nolly hard flipping over full-size dustbins off the flat. That's pretty mental as well. Anyway, festive tidings in a bit. Bye-bye. Timo, let's, yes. have, let's have let's have one of your questions that you put on Instagram. Because you had a couple of replies, didn't you? I did. Um, what, you, what you got? Okay. Of course I didn't screen grab them. And, of course, I probably can't get to them now because they were from a story scrolling in. Sorry, I th- you've swerved bald me. I had one, and I can get to it right now. Shall I just do mine? Yeah, go on. <laughs> okay, um, I've got it. I- I've got mine, if you want it. Go, go on, on them. Go on them. Okay. It's actually a question for Matt Barr, and it says, what's the most annoying thing that Tim and Gendel do? <laughs> I can answer for Gendel really quickly, actually. Um, but well, it's I year, think it, I know what it is. It, 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 it it's years ago. It's years ago. It was like when I we think used, I know. It was when we used to do loads of trips together. Yeah. And, um, I and I, I, yeah, you know what I'm going to say because I used to fucking yeah. give me shit for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And 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 like, I was always the one that organised all those trips. So I I would be the de facto tour guide who would just be going to everyone like, right, we're doing this. And Gendo was definitely the worst for just not reading anything which is why i said earlier like you don't read that whatsapp have you again um and <laughs> and, you would, and you'd just be like what are we doing matt like where are we going like where are we going like <laughs> like you know i remember i remember being in like tokyo station like fucking board bags everywhere stressed and you and you being like what are we doing matty what are we doing and i was like Kendall, read the fucking emails so that used to annoy me um but well, that was years ago. I'm hope is he Yeah, approved? that's when you get you nick you gave me the nickname the question. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? That it was that day in that day in Tokyo, you nicknamed me the question because I'd asked so many questions. <laughs> I was like I was like, Oh, okay. Is he like, has he got Matt, is, you don't want a question, don't be the boss. Has he got has he got any any better Timo? Not really. I'm way better than that. I'm way better than that. Not now. really. I actually can't think of anything for Timo. Um I've got loads. Um, Just ask Gendel. Yeah, go on, Gendo. You. you answer that for Timo. I, 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 can't, I can't think of anything for Timo. It's a question for you, Matty. I know, but I can't think of anything. So, like, you know, what, what? Let's just, let's. You can steal. There you go. Shit. Shit. What, what, what was it? What annoys me? Or what's the most annoying? What, what's thing? the most annoying thing that Timo does? Copy DP and now watch oh, this. Flipping heck. He see this is Matty's plan, isn't it? He just like likes to put a little rift between us, <laughs> and just and then, and then sits back and goes, "There you go." Here we go. What's this pan out? Um, all right. The question. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. See, see, he's riling me up now. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know what Timo's thing is. He's like, I've got loads. I'm a complicated person. I'm I think. Just, I'm, 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 aren't we all? 
I'm going to give, I'll, I'll tell you what, what, what Tim's annoying thing is, but it's so well hearted. It's so well meaning when he does it. It's when he, he says yes or says th- yes to doing things and says he'll do something. Oh, the man, yes. The man, yes. Do it. And then not do it. And the then I feel, man, yes. And then I feel bad, like when I ask if he's done something that he said he was going to do. And I haven't done it. And he goes, it's when it's like if we have a call in them, we talk to each other every day. Literally every day we we'll do. talk to each other about stuff. And they'll be like, I'll get on with this. You'll do this. I'll do this. You do that. And and Timo does like sometimes go, I'll do this. I'll do it straight after this call <laughs> or whatever. I have got and ADHD then, though, undiagnosed. And then, and then I, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, not actually like a, a man yes though, is it? That's a bit different. Like, you know, the man yes is the classic like, should we uh, should we go for a pint on Saturday? And then like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like... No, it's not that. Because, because the thing, and this is why I'm giving him the benefit of yeah, that. Yeah, like, that's like, not... You can't get annoyed because I know when he says it... He means it. He deeply means it and he thinks he's going to do it. But I also know he's the man that gets distracted by everything in the world. Then there's every chance that when he gets off this call, he'll he's a busy man. He'll have to do something else and it might slip his mind. So then later in the day, if I ask him if he's done something, I feel bad for asking. Because if I, he hasn't done it. But I'm then, bad for this. I'm bad for this. So it, it's it's yeah. kind of like, I just, I just, it's just, it's just fine. I'm just kind of like, I just accept it. And, uh, it's been 20 it's, years. I mean, he's used to it by now. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. I kind of know. Yeah. And, and like, I kind of like. But isn't it good when I do do it? That's like, that's well, what that's when you. it's. That got, exactly. keeps you. Keeps you. It's hungry, doesn't it? That because occasionally yeah, when I does. do do it again, you're like, oh, that's really good. He's actually done it. Keeps you on my, on my toes. And he does do it very often. It's not that he doesn't ever do it. It's yeah, just, that, uh, I, I was unfair there because the man yes is just the saying yes to something you've got no intention of doing, isn't it? No, he doesn't do that. He yeah, doesn't do that. And that he's and, he's and got every intention of doing it. Yeah, I've got a mate who's shocking for that. Like who I've tried to have a pint with now, probably about ten times this year. Laddie lives in Brighton, and I actually called him out the other day and was like, "All right, man, come on, this is getting silly." You know, he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do that," and then just obviously just saying it as something to mm. say. We've all, got him. We've all yeah. got him. We've all got him. All right, so Timo, did you find your question? That was that was it. It was to you. Oh uh, yeah, again, no, you yeah. found one. <laughs> oh yeah, then five percent is going down. Well, Matty, going out of butte. <laughs> Cheers, Merry Christmas. I only, I literally only got one because I'm not as popular as you two, and it's from, <laughs> and it's from a very close friend, Hershey Verity, and she said, "Well, her first question was, what's the biggest fight you ever had?" And I said, "Who? Me and Tim, or a real fight with someone?" And she said you two between each other Ooh, and then also question. if you had to swap tim for a new best friend who would be the top three contenders now that just reeks of john everity that question yeah that, like, let's, let, let, there, let's ignore that last bit because that is just so clearly john um, but the first bit's good but i think i think we've had this chat on the on the podcast before as well I think we we had this. I can't remember. We we have like little little. We have little like. Uh, we have who can re- who can remember? I mean, uh, yeah, I can't remember what has been talked about. We have we just have little married couple spats, don't we? Every now and then, mm. and like never anything that's like. We had one the other day. I was in. I was literally three days ago. I was in Scotland, and and they're about every six or eight weeks. It's kind of. It builds up to a head and then it's just enough and then it explodes and then we speak on the phone a couple of days later and, and, I, and I say, look, I felt like this. And he said, yeah, well, I felt like this and we do it. And then we just make up and it's fine. And it's done. And it's, and it's, and it's done and it's, 
you kind of need it because it, it's just life, isn't it? And when you're yeah. with someone, like Gen says, we literally speak when you, every day. When you're with someone. When you're with someone. <laughs> when you're with someone. When you're, did I really say that? <laughs> when you're in a when relationship in a, for life. But it's like we're best mates. Like we're, we're saved. I think we've said this before. We're saved as best mates in each other's phones. So when like we'll email people and we're, you know, copied in, you know, if we're speaking to clients or whatever, and they'll, they'll go, oh, that's so sweet that his name comes up as best mate in the email thread. It's quite embarrassing at the same time, but yeah, we need to change that. That is sweet. It's, it's, we are best mates and it, and it, but it's also really hard because we're best mates and we work together all the time. And it's, it's, it's a real difficult balance to try and remember that you're best mates and not just, you know, every time you phone, it's like, Oh, did you do this? And what did that? And what's happening with that gig? And blah, blah, blah. Rather than, Oh man, how are you? How's Gloria? How's the kids? Mm. You know, that kind of thing. And you've got to, but we had one the other day when I, I was sorry, mate. I was just going to say when I was in, I was in, I was in, I'd had a long day. I was in Scotland. I went snowboarding in Scotland. It was rad, but it was really tiring, real super long day. And we had something going on and he texted me. He's like, have you done this? And I, I just texted him. I'm so tired. I cannot handle this right now. And he texted me back. I'm so sorry you're tired, but that's the danger. That's the danger of WhatsApp. There's no way I wrote it in that. Tone no, words, I know. That's I know. how you took it. That's how I took it. But he totally didn't mean it like that. He was being sincere, but yeah, no, it's all good. We, we have big blowouts, but, um, never and been, I think it'd be well. cuffs, has it? Nah, it's because I've got you'd be, these. On, you'd be on your back, mate. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well. Going back to the having a kid thing, like I think that's changed me and you a bit as well. Because I think before before I had a baby, I was a bit more. Oh God, it's coming. Obviously, come on, you can no, say no, it. But I've been I waiting. I think I would. This. I think my brain would. Twelve years. Go no, on, you no, can like... say it, man. Go on, Ken. You don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> You were about to say, just say, I didn't really understand. Go on, you can do okay, it. Okay, I didn't, I didn't really understand. No, but that is what I'm getting at. But I think, like, yeah, to be honest, it's like things I would perhaps hang on to when, when things are, like, stressful between me and Tim or work stuff or other things that I'm focusing on. Uh, they're just not as important now. Mm. And, I, and and I'm a bit like, ding. Uh, oh, it's like, it, it's it, you, you kind, I kind of just go, oh, I can see we'll deal with that tomorrow or we'll do it or we'll do it instead of when I'm a bit like, we need to talk this now. And it's a bit like, well, there's yeah. just not, sometimes there's just too much going on or like you've got other things you've got to do that day and you get around to it. And I think that's made us kind of better this year in a way. Not that it was bad before, but I think no, it's like, it's given us like a little bond a bit more yeah. as if we needed that. But, you know. All right. So this is from Christian Stevenson. What up? We look sideways. It is Christian Stevenson walking around. Where are we? Greenwich Village, New York. And I come here every Christmas. And the one thing I listen to uh, every Christmas is the We Look Sideways, Woolward and Gendel podcast. Or is it Gendel and Woolward? I forget. Anyway, uh, I don't even listen to podcasts except for that one. That's it. Although my girlfriend recently got me into My Favorite Murders, and I'm pretty stoked on that one. But yeah, it's really just the Gendel Morewood podcast because it's the best one ever and all the other We Look Sideways ones but I'm not going to blow sunshine up y'all's ass because y'all know you're good but damn Woolward and Gendel make me giggle um they're funny but looks aren't everything anyway I love you guys uh have a good one looking forward to tuning in this year um by the way when you order a flat white in New York 
You get like a latte, man. Everything's big. That's not a flat white. That's a latte. Y'all suck. <laughs> oh. I wonder it's if... a Greenwich Village every year for Christmas. He goes to stay with Elliot, doesn't he? So let's give a shout out to Christian and Elliot because oh, um, cuz they Cheers, they Christian they um they they I think they do I think they do listen to it every Christmas day which is cuz Elliot usually messages me so um, Merry Christmas guys. Merry Christmas if that is happening. Um Merry shout Christmas. out to um Merry shout out to to Benoit at Red Bull who's like a big wig events guy at red bull because he told me the other day when i did an event with him that he listens to it every christmas this episode it's like no a tradition way. i think it i can't remember i think he said boxing day maybe there's he, quite he listens there's, to it every it's like a thing it's like a real traditional thing for him he loves it i mean i'm not going to say there's loads of people that do that but there's definitely there's definitely people that do that now which is pretty hilarious isn't it really well merry um, christmas if you yeah christmas. if you're if cutting you, we your need... turkey and you've got us on your alexa or whatever we need a new housekeeping corner where it's just like because housekeeping corner at the end of the podcast is is for the diehards that listen to the very end and um we need an even more niche one for the diehards that actually listen to this on this christmas is the end Day. of this yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well let's do another one quickly which is with our friend phil young as well um so, Phil Young in the house. Hey, Tim, Gens. How are you doing? It's Phil Young here. Uh, you can tell it's Christmas, can't you? Two and a half hours of Midlands banter with you two. Um, <laughs> hopefully, it will be peppered with the usual anecdotes of shark diving in your, in your Speedos. Or isn't there one, Tim, when you were masturbating a, a crocodile? Or was that an alligator? I'm never too sure. Anyway, I hope you've had uh, a good year. I've not seen both of you for quite a while. Again, I think we saw each other. Didn't we go out for dinner in Dalston with Ed Lee after after the Winter Olympics, after he's done his team? We went to the meatiest restaurants in the whole of East London. And as as you know, I'm a, well, maybe you don't. Clearly you didn't because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm a bowl of gruel. That's all it can be described as, and I think I just drank myself uh, silly that evening when we met up with the, the Palace Boys and the local East End Boozer. That was a good night. Tim, I don't think I've seen you all year. Maybe no. I've vicariously seen and lived through you fitting out your van stroke camper. And uh, and we did, we did actually speak at the beginning of the year, again, you'll like this. I'd gone... I'd gone on holiday to Thailand with my son for, I normally go away for Christmas. So to Southeast Asia, duck out of London living. So we went to Asia, uh, Asia for like two and a half weeks, just me and Quincy. And I'd scheduled it so I could be back on a particular day so that I could be in the UK for three days because I had this gig with Ski Sunday to do a feature on the environment in uh, in the Dolomites somewhere. And I was really hyped because I hadn't been skiing or snowboarding any time up until that season. I'd spent the last couple of months just working on the feature. I got back. Uh, I was running around getting the PCR test or fit to fly certification, trying to dig out all my old snowboard kit and wondering what, you know, what it's like. Have I got this? Have I got that? Where are my goggles? All that kind of business managed to sort it out, was a bit of a drama, managed to sort it out, taking a nice relaxing bath 
being very proud of myself, uh, booked a taxi because I was going to be leaving early to go to the airport, sitting in the bar, thinking it was, you know, easy street from, from here on in, to get a call from the producer to say, oh, Phil, I've got some good news and some bad news about this shoot. <laughs> I was like, all right, hit me. Hit me with the bad news. And he said, well, we know you told, we know I told you it was three days you needed to be in the UK before you can go to Italy. It transpires. It's not three days. It's a week. Uh, so we can't go tomorrow. You can't go on this site and do this feature tomorrow. Uh, sorry about that. And I said, okay, what's the good news? Thinking, of course, in my stupid naivety, that he would bump the show back a few days so that I could go. But no, <laughs> he says, the good news is, Phil, is that I've spoken to Tim Woolworth and he would be happy to do it. Happy to go in your place. I've got to be honest, I wasn't so happy about that. It did kind of sour my evening a little bit. But to be fair, Tim, uh, you did give me a call later on that evening and said, hey, look, I know it's, it's, all, it's all a little bit shit, but do you mind if, if I do this job in, instead of you? And I said, of course, Tim. You know, I, no one else I'd rather... Uh, it would go to through gritted teeth, to which you replied, yes, well, great. Well, I've already accepted it. Uh, see <laughs> and, you later. and can you um, send me the scripts? <laughs> nice one. But to be fair, yeah. I did I did see the show. It was great. Almost as, as good as if I'd done it myself. <laughs> uh, but I do look forward to seeing both of you early on in the new season. I hope you're both well and the family. Big love to everybody. Make this show a cracker. See you soon, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, cheers, Phil. Come on. Oh, I love Phil. That's how you do, that is how you do it, isn't it? I mean, I mean, that, is, that is how you do it. And, and what I love about that story is the picture of him in the bath. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Phil did all these calls. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and, there's, there's, and, and there's also, that's the absolute truth. I mean, it was, it was six o'clock on the Sunday night and I was I was literally serving the dinner and the phone rang and it was the boss of Ski Sunday. And I thought, mm, do you want to steal a job from Phil do you Young? Want to steal a, a job from <laughs> Phil Young. Um, and so I knew I knew it was urgent or something going on. And he said, can you go to Italy tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.? So that was it. It was that it was that quick of a turnaround. So, yeah. Oh, bless him. I love I love the delivery to Phil though. Do you want the good bad news or the good news? It's like the office. It's like some of you will lose your jobs. Good news is I'm getting promoted. <laughs> didn't is, need didn't need the uh, the good news, no, did he? That didn't is, need it. That is that is good. Um <laughs> Okay, so um I had another question from the listeners. Let's have a look. So, the best WhatsApp group you're part of? Ooh. Oh, I'll tell you what, this is tough, isn't it, this? So I've got to say, it's like, I mean, lately, let's be honest, the World Cup group has been pretty fantastic. With that, us that, that, that was a good group. That, that yeah. has been good. Like, the, the, it has, it, because just just sitting every night knowing that there's when there's been a game on, and I don't want to get sucked into too much World Cup um, politics of whether we should watch it or not. But let's be honest, when it's on, we did get sucked into watching the games and stuff. And knowing that you had a group of best mates there 
at the end of it and you could say one comment about the game that was happening and then the next thing you know you get about eight replies of, of people watching it and it was it was I thought it was it was so funny it was like watching it with a group of mates wasn't it it was really yeah. good well that's and then at the end of the game time. it would just be quiet our homes on our own weren't we yeah I mean that's yeah. that's social media when it's really good like that's like you know it's like when you like I don't go on Twitter anymore one of the things I used to like about Twitter is when you would you know there'd be a moment like that and you go on and everyone's like chatting about it and there's it's you know you're sharing that moment and yeah like that was that was really fun like for sure yeah like definitely timo same for you the old world cup whatsapp group yeah it is a good one um although i would also i would also add that we've got a kind of a that the one that was born before the world cup group was it was it was born actually it was born out of covid and it's called Lads Virtual Beers. And someone yeah. set it up. And that's oh, yeah, just... Kind of, yeah, that's still going. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's, well, that's what I was going to say. That's basically the World Cup one is a spin-off of that group. Well, isn't it? That, yeah. I mean, but the thing about that one is it's the same, but it's without Jono and it's better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, that's what's really good about that World Cup group. That it's essentially yeah. everyone on that Lads Virtual Beer, apart from Jono Verity. Apart from Jono. Yeah. And it's yeah. actually better. Like it's brilliant, yeah. the it's remarkable, it. really, isn't it? Um, speaking of Jono, can I just um, say though, just in case they're listening, my two sisters, I'm in a, I'm in a WhatsApp group with them, and it's called Siblings, and it's just me and my two sisters. Oh, that's and, nice, and that's a really nice group. Because... Is Andy not in it? <laughs> no, Andy doesn't. Andy's doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Andy! Brother. Oh, oh, you're getting a call. You're getting a call. No, he doesn't. In his defence, in my defence, mainly, he doesn't. He doesn't use WhatsApp. Uh, okay fair fair so we did you know this isn't in joke that probably people that don't know who john avery is is a bit like why they keep mentioning this guy Jono? but he definitely had sent a couple of questions over um who's the one person you've both traveled with the most (laughs) gendal well yeah tim you won't like that answer case closed Yeah, if he just said if it wasn't Tim or Gent, like each other, but he didn't, did he? No, he just asked um, it straight. That's where he's gone wrong there. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Sorry, Johnny. And then after Gendel, probably a guy called Gilsey. Um, yeah, produ- Gilsey. Production manager from uh, the Red Bull, Red Soap Bull Soapbox race. race. We've done a lot he's of a, trips he, with he, him. He's had a few. Um, he, he's on the festive special bingo card, I think. Gilsey. Gilsey as well. Yeah, I mean, that's all right. It's fine. I mean, this is yeah. repetition is now on the, the bingo card. <laughs> He's a legend. I wonder if he'll listen to this. Gilsey, if you listen to this, send me a text saying Christmas pudding. <laughs> and then we'll know that you Wow, listen. this is getting well niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, again, I'll call it some of the round. Come on. Okay. Well, you cut my last round off, but I'll quickly do my last two general knowledges because I liked it because I really want to know if you can do this. This is quick maths. This is going to be tricky after a couple of beers. Right. Question number four of my general knowledge round. Based on their age, how many Mbappes could you fit in 50 Messies? God, that's actually quite hard. Are we it's like, very hard. Can I use a calculator? Yeah, go on. I'll let you use a calculator for it. Tim. Go on then. Messi's 32. So 32 into, into 50 messes so 50 that's 100 and 
let's say it's 150. So Mbappe, it's closest, yeah? We're just doing closest. We'll do closest, yeah. Okay, so Mbappe's 19 into 50 of them. You could get 20 into 150, go 73 times. 73. 73. Okay, that's your final answer. No, 74, Matt. 74, 74, final answer. 74 is your final answer. Okay, Matt? 76. 76. I can tell you the answer is 72 Mbappes. <laughs> Tim, you get the point. Yes! Fair. I Flipping used, I, 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 You did that in your head as well, which I used to That's cal- actually amazing. Yeah, I used to calculate it and I still got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Messi is 35 and Mbappe was 24 yesterday. Oh, I was way off on their, I was way off on their ages. So that yeah, shows how bad I know, but you still, I know, that was the thing. Because you, you started off again, Messi's 32. I was like, he's gone wrong already. It was like, you know, when someone countdown goes wrong straight away. Um, <laughs> and, and then you kind of said something that was like close to the answer. That was a guess, wasn't it? Uh, all right, next one. How many after eights are there Ooh. in a standard box? Oh, man. Matt. Go on. 40. Tim. 40. Tim. 39. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I had to. Tim. Correct. Yes. Oh, what the it's fuck? Okay, 30... This happened last year. I got fucking rinsed on this quiz last year. It's 34. Oh, I've just realised I haven't been writing down the scores. Oh, That's all right. Um, I want, uh, I was, in I was, fact, no one... No, I have was the old non-thinking lagers going down again. Yeah, I know. Flipping <laughs> it. No, I have. It's fine. It's right because you didn't get the last two right. It's all good. Um, right. I'm going to move straight into my next round. Then. I, I give you two more, then we're going to have another voice note. So go, go. Okay, two more. Now, my next round, I tried to keep it fitting with the podcast. It's action sports stars Ooh. in films. Oh. Okay. okay. Right. Question number one. And I only put this question in because I watched this movie the other day and I saw his name in the credits come up. So you didn't thought, see him oh. in the film? Well, I probably did see him in the film, but I didn't realise. How did you know it was him then if... I saw his name in the credits. It could be... Mate, there's two people in the world called Adam Gendel. One of them might Well, be... you'll know You'll know this. All right. You'll know this one. Who was the skateboard technical advisor on the movie Hook? Tim. Tim, go for it. Hook was a long time ago. I'm going to say Steve Caballero. Oh. Hook, as, Hook as in the Spielberg film. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tony Hawk. Ooh. No, it was Stacy Peralta. Oh, well, oh. My, mate, my mate Stacy. Your mate Stacy. I know. thought you should have got that, Matty. As soon as, as, soon as that, those words left my mouth, I was like, uh-oh, Stacy. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two in the action sports stars in film. What rom-com starred Sean White as himself? Tim. Tim? It's got Mila Kunis in it. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's oh, it's got a, how got to lose you. friends and hate yourself. How to hate yourself. Oh, no. crying that loud. Matty? Oh, I've got no idea. I'll give you ten seconds. Um... Can I steal it back? Remembered it. Ten, okay. Ten things you, I hate you, about you. You can go. I don't. I don't know. That go on. Ten, ten things, things I hate, I hate about, you. about you. Incorrect. It was friends with benefits. That's it. 
Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. That's it. That, I knew it was Mila Kunis. She's back dating. What's his face again? Aston Kutcher. What a love story. Bit, they've been together for years. Have they? Yeah. I don't read much OK magazine anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, question number three of five. We'll save the last two for later. Okay. I'll do this one now. Which Red Bull athlete doubled Daniel Craig's James Bond Ten. and in which... <sighs> Go on. Skyfall, Robbie Madison. I noticed there's not like any... Uh... Which novel? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kendo's quiz. It's Kendo's quiz. In 1638, the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> right, that's it for now. We'll save the last two questions. They're not that good questions, to be honest, but we'll All right. save them for later to break it up a bit, Matty. I've got, I'm going to ask another question, actually. I, I did say that I was going to do the old uh, voice notes. We've got one of Leslie coming. Um, but a question, which was a really good one, I thought, from Instagram. What do you do in surf snowboarding that gives you the same buzz? I mean, I'm not I'm not directly quoting it, but that was essentially the question. And you were both like, oh, that's a good question. It's a really good question. Because... I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's the same buzz. That was the bit that got me because, like, at, at the moment, I'm just obsessed with playing football again. I've never been more in love with playing football at the moment. Really? And I have been for like 20. I, I, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And if I can play, uh, I'm trying to play three times a week. On a good week, I can play three times a week. If I'm, but it's it's generally more with like an, with it with a newborn. Well, I literally play rap. It, the the any, pitch. He's got a good the, wife. No, mate. no, but the pitch that I play in is uh, it's a four minute walk from my house. It's this amazing seven aside pitch. It's literally there and back. And I play after she's gone to bed. Yeah, fair. Wow, three times so a week. That's good. That's good going. It's you really go... good because where he plays, the baby monitor signal carries. So he has to play. <laughs> just, just about does. You have to tether it from your phone, but it's just, and you turn the volume up, you can just about hear it. But, um, three times a know. week, though. That's, that's, that's good going. He, so, but you must be getting worse every year, though. Big lad this at the is back. A, this is a big lad at the back. <laughs> no, but Bingo. Saying, that, saying that, it's the, uh, it's the, yeah, there we go. That's another one. We de- we definitely told that story twice. Um, That's how we tell every year that one. No, I think it keeps me fit. Like of all the in the last, like since I've lived in London or, or since I stopped snowboarding, the the challenge of staying fit and all the things you go through and all the classes you do and the running and you try a bit of boxing and you do all this, nothing has like kept me as fit or as you know. I've lost a bit of weight from playing football. It, not, it, nothing is the same as it I don't think and, it, and it's and it's like and since I've had a, a baby it's my social life as well it's like I, you know that's when I kind of yeah, you're I was, not going out at the weekends it's like that's when I see some mates and I've made some really good friends from playing so it's like it's kind of a double double whammy so I'd say that gives me like a the buzz and I know it's not a board sport it's not that if I had to say board sport it'd be surfing without a doubt Obviously, because I love surfing at the moment. But. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been playing football again, and I'm I'm the same. I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah, a lot a good. lot of our lot round here have got into skating again. Like, um, and I've been skating a bit, but I just, it, it, I mean, again, bingo cliche time, but it just it just fucking hurts, doesn't it? It really yeah. hurts when you fall and, over. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm definitely a dabbler. Like, I've not I've not skated all the way through, so like. There's, and, mm. and, and the group that I'm skating with, which is mutual friends of ours, 
that's definitely like a replacement for snowboarding. That's definitely like, okay, fuck, we live in Brighton. Like, what are we going to do? You know, we need to do something. And they're all like super into it. And a couple of them are getting really, really good. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm scaling a little bit. I'm, I'm enjoying it, but definitely, yeah. definitely like, mm, okay, need to. Like, I also had a couple of friends doing that. I've broken their hips, which is certainly, and then I had like a year off, you know, which is oh. a bit, a bit alarming. So, been doing a bit mm. of that personally. Football again, surfing really. You know, no we had a good surf at, uh, at your birthday that. On the anniversary. Oh, the anniversary. Oh, anniversary. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was yeah. that. Oh, that was ace. That surf. Flipping it. That was one. That was. I think that's the best surf I've you ever got the, had in you, Croyd. You got the best wave I've ever seen you get that day. You, that's what I was. You, that was what I was getting you, to. That was you, what I was trying to do in two. You got an absolute banger. Like it was like the full like wave of the day, Steve. That was oh, great. I, I was buzzing off that for days. That surf, I loved it. It was right. mega. Though. Whereas yeah, you, Timo, love surfing. <laughs> oh, can't get enough of that that sport. But what about you, Timo? What's the, um, what's the what's the snowboard? Well, I mean, you just had an amazing tri- trip to Scotland, didn't you? Actually, snowboarding. So, so. yeah, and so I'm going to say this is your laugh. Uh, yes, snowboarding. I still it, it's it's incomparable, really. I don't get a buzz like it. I still get a real good buzz from it in when I do it. I don't crave for it like I used to. But I still really, that, you know, that first snow of the winter, first time you're in the mountains in the winter and you see the snow still gets, I get that excitement from it. And I had, I, I tried for the very first time split boarding and I got myself a split board from the snowboard asylum off Jez Sladen, um, who's the big, big head honcho over there. And he, um, yeah, I think split boarding, I'd always been a bit apprehensive because whenever you see someone do it, they're always like clunking and clicking the bits together and the bindings are off and they're pulling those really sticky things to stick them. And it just looks, it looks like a, fa- it looks like such a faff. And I've always been dead against faff. I don't need that in my life. I've got enough faff without adding extra faff. So when I found out I was going up there, and in fact, the funny thing was, I was going up to Scotland to film for Ski Sunday. And as I'm driving up Phil, the motorway, Phil Young was meant to do it. Phil Young Phil was Young. supposed to do it. Um, I made sure he got COVID so he couldn't do it. And uh, I uh, spoke actually randomly with Leslie McKenna, who's about to do the voice note shortly here shortly. And she said, oh, yeah, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And you do know the resorts are closed. And I was like, what? She said, yeah, the, the resorts are closed, so we'll just have to split board up or hike up to the top. So straight on the phone to just say, this is literally M6 northbound, just pass, passing Manchester. So um, hire a split board and I get there and we we go straight into filming. John O'Verity is filming there. You'll like that mention. John O'Verity is filming. I go straight into it and he's like, right. And so just do the board. And without really thinking, I just started to disconnect the board, put the bindings into split board mode put the skins on and then before i knew it i was just skiing up the mountain and i had a i just had a I had an epiphany i had a moment where i was just like wow this is actually amazing and i was just going up the mountain walking just skinning my way up in the mountains in the snow in scotland and the serenity and just it was amazing and i just had a proper moment like to the point where I got to the trees and everyone else had gone off and I was standing on my own. I was taking a few pictures because I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. And I got a bit emotional, got a bit teary. And I was like, well, this they... is a bit weird that I'm really loving something again as much as I really love snowboarding. Well, I, I, I went split boarding with Leslie and Hannah it, 
in and and actually no lauren didn't come because you were with lauren as well weren't you lauren yeah. was supposed to do a voice note but kind of didn't get around to it you know anyway don't worry about that lauren um <laughs> hi lauren uh, and um that we went up in the beginning of april Aviemore, and i imagine we did the same thing that you did car park just straight up the middle you know um but we did it on like like literally there was one patch of snow you know um and that was still probably the best laugh i had all last season you know they've got mm. such a brilliant scene up there haven't they mm-hmm. and 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 leslie and ewan and 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 Lauren and and Hannah and all that crew like a they're a great advert for for British snowboarding aren't they and yeah and like you know like what what a scene mm. they've created up there kind of you know I came I didn't even have good snow really when I, but when I saw the footage of you lot doing it for Ski Sunday I was like a bit of an advert for kind of moving up there in it that you know you're like wow we're well that in Britain you know like why not well, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the snow had fallen. It was cold. There was no wind. The, the, it wasn't super sunny, but it wasn't cloudy or foggy. Um, and yeah, we, we, we drove just a bit up the road. We didn't actually go up the main resort. We went up this kind of backcountry area. Um, I can't even remember the name of it. But yeah, up this backcountry area and just straight out the car park and skinning up this track in the woods that were clad with snow. And it was just beautiful. And we weren't on our own. There were a lot of other guys and girls doing it and, and going up the same way that we were. But it was that I, I was just thinking we should, I should move here and do this every week. I should absolutely move up here and just do this because it's a way to keep fit. It, it reconnects you with nature. We, you get to the top, you connect your board, you ride down. I mean, it was just, it was properly, properly amazing. Have you had, have you ever had to be, be go split boarding though enough to do a kick turn on a really steep slope yet though no and that's what i was told that it changes at that point doesn't it so you know why you know you know you know my first time split boarding story with jeremy jones right no no do you know that story so i like this was probably be like six years ago and it was when we were doing loads of work with jones snowboards and they do like a you know like a like a distributor and team trip in europe and i got invited on that and um and I'm good friends with Xavier Nidecker, like the guy that runs Nidecker and, and Jones. And yes, and he was like, Yeah, come along. And I was like, Yeah, I've never actually really been splitboarding, like, you know, and obviously I want to come, but like I'm just putting it out there, like I'm like I've done it a couple of times, but I'm certainly in no shape to be chasing Jeremy up a up a mountain, you know. And he's like, Yeah, oh, dude, it's gonna be fine. You know, come along. Like we're we're gonna have he said, We're gonna have the pro crew and the shop crew, and we'll just put you in the shop crew. I was like, Okay, sounds good get up there i can't remember where the resort was it was in like austria somewhere and it was like we were staying on the like in a mountain top hotel so it's one of them where you get there at the end of the day you get the last lift up and then you're just staying on the top of the mountain so it's like incredibly beautiful um and then the next day we go split boarding and i'm it becomes quite apparent that i'm with like a quite an experienced crew who who are who are not who are really not that inclined to wait around really um and what and a couple of them were like really cool and were like you know because i was like hello everyone like you know like i'm i'm just and and they were like yeah okay cool cool and basically they had a ski guide not a snowboard guide and he 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 just made a really bad call like he basically took everybody like across what was what is apparently quite a renowned ski touring trail but for for snowboarders and split boarders it's just a nightmare really um so on the way up 
like it took about two hours and it was like it for a beginner like me it was pretty fucking gnarly and there was a couple of moments where like everyone else just left yeah and i I ended up with like cedric nidecker who's like an amazing snowboarder but was very out of his comfort zone and he was just so me and him were just basically like going on this trail like following everyone's tracks and then get into like pretty you know pretty steep like and we're like okay and when and you like again like what's the what's the scenario like do these steep kick turns basically you know you you go up diagonally and then you kick turn you go up diagonally and when it's like fairly flat it's, it's pretty easy because you don't have to like worry about falling off but obviously when you get on like a steep exposed bit if you get it wrong you're gonna fall and then you're on skis and obviously you're probably like me with skis like yeah you don't really want to want to be like try to traverse up a really steep slope so i had a couple of moments where i was basically like like, (laughs) how do i do this on the on my own in the middle of fucking nowhere everyone gone just like okay you know and and whatever kind of got through it get to the top of the trail we're in a ski resort so it's not even like we've we've gone anywhere. We've just literally gone across this patch of like off piece. Everyone get up there, everyone's fuming. Get a lift, go up, do a run down. And then we got to the bottom. We had another two hours split out on the flat going up oh my God. going up and down. Yeah, it was it was Well when you say everyone was fuming, they're fuming because they'd hiked to a ski resort. Yeah, they were they were just going to the guide like, <laughs> What the fuck? Like you've just had us doing that, like, and this is where we've ended up, you know. Like and then they were all going to be like, Was that your first tour? And I was like, Yeah, pretty much and they were all like, Wow, that is literally the worst tour I've ever done in my life, you know. Yeah, oh my was, God. It was it was quite a baptism of fire. So since then I've done it in much more friendly yeah. circumstances and had similar experiences that you that you've mm. had i mean it is i mean it's just proper middle-aged great snowboarding isn't it i've never i've still not done it split boarding i, I guess it's just the it. the when you're younger it's the rush to get to the park or the rush to get to the power or and it's you 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 get you're driving the car you get out the car you get you straight to the lift up the lift and, and it's everything's a rush but this is it you get there you get your split board set up and you just start the gentle cruise to the top and it becomes really sociable doesn't it and just yeah, yeah. exactly middle age it's just a good good for a chat and yeah really good i thoroughly enjoyed that really enjoyed that i'm really looking forward to doing it again and i definitely will do it again oh, we should go and you and, and you crossfit mate what about your crossfit and i'm crossfitting i mean i certainly <laughs> get a buzz from crossfitting you know when i'm are smashing you in, are, you in, uh, are you in territory? No way. Have you seen that guy? He looks like he's chiseled from pine. <laughs> I am. Um... <laughs> CrossFit's no. quite middle-aged though, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a dad thing for sure. Um, and also just... like quite culty, you know, people. Mm. I don't mean that in like a really, I mean, that probably sounds I... like it's old diss, but like in the same way that like, well, snowboarding is, cycling is, climbing is, you know. Yeah. Like, pe- I just mean people get like really into it, don't they? People yeah. properly get into it, yeah. But in a in a it's really community driven, the CrossFit that I go to. It's um shout out B seventy six crew. That's the local CrossFit crew. Um <laughs> Kendall <no>. like laughing. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's good fun, it's just good fun. All it's the CrossFit just, is just switched off? No, it's yeah. good because A it's you're never doing the same thing twice, and B, someone's telling you how to do it, which is what I like. So Yeah, it's good. No, it's 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 good for you, CrossFit, isn't it? It's just so hard. So they say. It's flipping hard work. <laughs> Don't get guns like this, Gend, from lifting 
beers. I can't quite see him through your little Christmas jumper. I like the little Christmas jumper, by the way. Put my little Christmas jumper on for you both. I looked the, for that Mar- I looked for that Maradona Christmas jumper that you that you sent, yeah. and I couldn't I couldn't find it. Oh. The traditional. What do you actually you actually own you own that? Yeah. What the little you own that jumper, or will you get no the the Maradona one, or do you? Has it just been online? Do you own that? No, mate? Timo found it because I always post that Maradona picture every Christmas yeah. day, don't I? Um, so you were like Chris. Timo was like, uh, you, you just found it online, didn't you? I think. Yeah, we'll we'll get that for you for next year for the live. Chaz Smith here, sitting outside of the Nutcracker Ballet Studio with hopes and dreams for 2023 and also real great things that happened in 2022 for surfing uh i suppose my favorite thing in surfing this year was the world surf league's robust growth who would have ever seen that coming eight million viewers for finals day and counting did you know that many surf fans were out there existed i didn't and it's been phenomenal to watch them all come in i suppose and enjoy this thing we love the world surf league with it's joe terpels and it's eric logan's jesse miley cyrus's all of it phenomenal uh beach grit had a good year this year too pivoting to extra great surf stories like giselle bunchen kelly slater their hoped for rekindling uh yeah so that was 2022 2023 i'm looking forward to the tour again always can't not look forward to the tour and uh what else i'm looking forward to i don't know making more fun to be honest and having more fun uh who could have ever seen 2022 coming and now we get another 2023 so that's it Cheers, um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers, boys. So you boys might be doing something with, with Calm next year. So tell me about that. We might be, yeah, it's not it's not 100% confirmed, but we've been saying for years <laughs> that we want to do a famous first words um, gig for them, just to, just for, to raise some money for Calm. Um, and we kind of talked to Marcus Chapman a load of times about it and kind of, and then recently we've been chatting to them about trying to get a gig um, just off the ground and just, you know, all the ticket sales can go towards calm and we just turn up and do the show and it would be, you know, really good night. So I think we're, we're at the moment it's looking like it's not 100% confirmed, but hopefully like March, I think March the 9th, maybe we're looking at as a date at the moment. So oh, that'd be amazing. Be, that'd be perfect be really, for that. Well, yeah, it'd be nice to have something else because if it goes well, like we, like I think we're looking at doing it at maybe one of the bars that we that we regularly do our show at, so we know it works and we know it's good, and um, and it would just be really good to get it as kind of another get together for everyone, and we can raise some money and see everyone and and have a big night out. So just stick March the ninth. Yeah, in your calendars now, and if you want to come to a, an amazing night and make some money for Calm, like your ticket, you know what you spend on your ticket will all go one hundred percent to Calm, and hopefully we'll have some celebrity judges there, and and perhaps some other 
bits of entertainment and it'll just be a really good night. So that's, that's kind of what we're planning. But like I say, it's not 100% confirmed yet. We're just working on the date exactly and, and a few bits and bobs, but it's looking, it's looking pretty lightly, isn't it, Timo? Yeah. Amazing. It's definitely happening. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's definitely happening. Sold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's brilliant. I mean, it, it is now. I mean, this, we definitely talked about this before, but it's worth saying again, it just gets more emotional. Nelly's ride every year, doesn't it? I mean, even, even again this year, it was, it was almost another level of, of, of like, you know, poignancy yeah. and. I was so good. To, I, I, I couldn't make this one. I was away this one. We were away in for traveling for a month, but we, I was so gutted to miss that one. We at a wedding, but, um, I heard, yeah, I heard, that's what I heard. It's just, it's turning into that, that special thing in it every year that's. Yeah, that gets gets everyone together, and we did we did a panel. Me and Marcus um, and um, Simon from Calm and um, and Scope and Juliet, and it was uh, we talked about Nelly and we talked about mental health. Like we did that in front of like the you know the the, the assembled cyclists, and it was yeah, it was good. It was emotional. You know, it's good to it's good to remember like what it's about. That you know, it's good to reconnect it to to Nelly and and calm and kind of because it has I think for a lot of people it's just a bit of a a jolly you know it's a bit of a social and it was good to sort of be reminded of like there's actually like quite a serious Mm. cause at the heart of that I mean that that sounds brilliant yeah so March the 9th well I'll I'll I'll, uh promote the shit out of that and yeah uh, well as soon as as soon as we've the moment the tickets go up and and the dates finalized we'll, we'll stick it all on our on our Instagram and our website and stuff so people can book and it'd just be nice to have a lot of familiar faces at that one as well if it's if if people are keen who you know if they listen to this and if you got if you come along matty and i'll be there for sure get a load of mates there it'd be really good um so i did have a related question on this from the listeners i think it was basically like someone said Oh, a friend of mine went and saw... Oh, here we go. A friend of mine, Welsh rugby journalist, saw famous first words recently and said, it was amazing these guys should should be taking over the world. So what's going on with famous first world? Where's the TV? Famous first words. Where's the TV format is the question. <laughs> oh, I've been advised well, by my lawyer um, not to talk about famous first words on this podcast this evening. Oh. Um, my lawyer's Gendel. No, um, I'm joking. Do you know what? We talk about this a lot, don't we? About how we're going to take over the world. <laughs> I know. I said, this is my thing. I think we've, we've talked about it the last two years that that show's going to... We've signed. We've, we've signed, signed with a, with a TV company. production company. <clears throat> um, update, boys. Have... It's, just, it's just an update, boys. It's just an okay. Update. Um, we've signed... We're just waiting for, waiting for a channel. Go on, Tim. Well, two, two things. First and foremost, we've signed... We've got a TV format. It is written into a TV format and um is it is it really similar to what you do like now when you do the live show it's, it's not no, it's, far it's off. not far off the premise is the same the simplicity's there but it has teams and it has um three rounds and it has a, a clear path to the final and it, and it has to be because you know watching on telly it, it would be a completely different kettle of fish basically to, to what it is um but we've signed a, a shopping agreement deal so we've with a, a production company called goat films who are an amazing bunch of guys um they've made loads of telly before loads of really good telly and they're they're basically helping us to develop it or they have helped us to develop it we've got it to a, a place now where we're all really happy with it and they're just taking it around 
channels and commissioners and saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? But notoriously, TV stops kind of end of October, well, end of November to the end of January. So it's just a bit of a quiet period. But we've had quite a few people come and watch it and come and see it and really like it. The, the live show that is. And um, we're just kind of keeping fingers crossed. Fingers I crossed. That, I think that's it. The main thing with, with fact that like we've had without a doubt our, the biggest year for famous first words like since we started it like it's yeah like tim says we we kind of we, the tv thing is back you know kind of happening again slowly which could take it could take years it's all about timing and the right person to take an interest or the right channel to take an interest it could take a while but that's no rush but it's kind of turned into like a, a full-time thing for us we do we do it like on the run up to Christmas, we were averaging two or three gigs a week. We were doing it like nonstop and some really like great clients and, and bigger name clients. And it just turned into, it was taking up, it takes up all our time, doesn't it? Mm. Like at busy times and which is really good. Cause it's, it's that it's, um, it's really good to have something that's, it's purely controlled by me and Tim. It's like, it's, it's it, me. We talk about it every day. We plan jobs. We do what we're going to do. And then we, and then we we pay ourselves at the end of each month, and that's like the work shitloads. Absolutely <laughs> shitloads. I mean, those, li- those, yeah. those little jumpers yeah. don't pay for themselves, Tim. Those, those little, little jumpers, jumpers little pay. pale ale beers <laughs> don't pay for themselves. Yeah, that, yeah. Mid, that middle aisle but, uh, doesn't, um, doesn't shop itself. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a weird. It's it's, it's almost like it's it's. I think because we've been doing that show for so long, and I think it it was at a point. Like we were doing it and it was just like a thing in the background that we loved and it was our baby. But suddenly this year, and we had a, we had a TikTok video that went viral. It's had like 6.6 million views. And off the back of that, it like, we, it, we just started getting more interested in it. Say it blew up. It blew up. It blew up. The way way you said that, then your eyes closed as you said it. It blew up. You you Um, never sounded more middle aged. Like first when you used the phrase TikTok. I know. (laughs) We had a we had a TikToker when one of our TikTokers went really. It's do you know what's so funny though? The best thing is I've heard Gendel say that to so many people because obviously all the time, whatever. I've heard him say that so many times, and he says it the exact same time every every. He what? says it the exact same way every time, where he's embarrassed to say it, but he goes, "Yeah, yeah we had this um, TikTok video. It kind you of might, you know you went might, viral. It's, it's, it's called um, the Be- it's called Bebo. Like you might have yeah, it's good. <laughs> kind of you you might not know it, but it went yeah, like so viral. Yeah, I, I forgot about that though. It did go viral, didn't it? it yeah, was, big time. It, even I went saw a bit that. Mad. Yeah, exactly. Went everywhere, mate. Viral. Yeah, also, but, um... it's worth noting we, you know, we we've done a we've done a lot of telly. We've worked in telly a lot, and actually, after the Olympics, and just I, I think we were both a bit despondent and both a bit like, ah, oh, a bit bored of chasing it now. A bit bored of going to meetings and trying to like Alan Partridge, you know, monkey tennis. We've got an yeah, idea, yeah. you know, and I think we both kind of just thought to that we we did we made a conscious decision. We we're like, do you know what? Let's just do this full time. And so, you know, we, we kind of stopped chasing the TV dream a little bit and and just put all of our eggs into the famous first words basket. And yeah, like Gendo says, that that's just been our full time job this summer. But ironically, mm. the moment you stop chasing TV, it comes to you, doesn't it? So well, that's probably do... the that, that's probably the way, isn't it? I mean, I I was uh like I've got this Substack page and I had a like a debate on there about creativity recently. 
um, which is great. Like a lot of people contributing to it. And one of the things that came up about uh, quite frequently in the theme there is like, one, you know, pretty obvious, but once you just do things for your own, because you enjoy it and because you just want to like do it for yourselves, it's usually when the good stuff starts happening, right? Mm. You know, when you, when you're doing it for like, oh, I'd love to be on TV or I want to get signed or I want to do that, you know, you, you kind of, there's, there's a, there's an air of desperation about it. And it absolutely, and yeah, it, and 100%. It, and it doesn't, it doesn't often translate, does it? It's rare, like, no. unless you're really lucky. It's only when you do the, actually, we're just going to do this because we enjoy it. We're going to get better at it. We're going to build. It's pretty similar to what I'm doing with the podcast, really. Yeah. You know, you just, and that's when people buy in. Exactly. Cause it's, cause it's just like they're having a laugh. It's genuine. I think that's it. It's like we, me and Tim see it as now is like, it's, it's, it's kind of a full time gig where we get to go and hang out together, have a laugh, like entertain, do a show that we really enjoy doing. And, and, and it's kind of our job now. Like it's, it's, and, and there's no pressure to, to chase it. It's like people kind of, it grows naturally because people see the show and then, you know, invariably they, they want to book us for something else or it, it just which is really it's really good because you feel like you're just doing a good job or something yeah and and i've said definitely said this before but like it, it doesn't matter who what the crowd is like it, it goes off so that must be for you guys just as an experience every time you do it, it just must be so gratifying anyway like reward on its own you know the fact that you can you know like you can go in a room and basically get a crowd going i mean it's no small yeah. thing that you know it's like it's a, it's a good thing isn't it it's it's funny just doing like going somewhere new we went to manchester you know we did a manchester gig yeah a few weeks ago matty and we're like that it's just going to new cities is really fun because no one knows what it is where'd you play in manchester like, uh we, we were in a place called the lawn club and it's uh, i think it's fairly new but we were kind of in this like at, like a yurt it was like this outside yurt thing that I think it's like almost, I don't know if it's a pop, is it a pop-up thing for yeah, Christmas or a, not? That's, or? Yeah, pop-up thing for Christmas. Just, it's near Dean's Gate, so spinning field, just like right in the heart of it, basically. Yeah. Um, and it went off. It was well funny. And it went off. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was good. It, like for a first gig day, it was, it was wicked. It was, oh, it was mate. Really good. Check this but, out, right? We played, um, we did the song Welcome to the Jungle. So, so if, if you're listening to the podcast and you don't know what famous first words is, it's Mining Gendel's entertaining game show musical game show we play the start of a song and if anybody thinks they can sing along to it they come on stage and sing the first line and so we played the start of welcome to the jungle and a hand shoots up at the back and we stop the track and oh Gendel, i know where you go Gendel's with this. Like, i saw this you sir <laughs> it's ricky hatton right it was bloody yeah. ricky hatton came up yeah there. came up Unbelievable! And, you, and he got, and you he were was shit like, though. He was shit. He, he got it wrong. Shit. He got it. He well, got well, it well we, wrong. But you were obviously like, you're fucking Ricky Hatton, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kendall when he went, came up. goes, "All right, we all know who you are, but you know the rules. What's your name? Where are you from?" <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I am Ricky from I'm Manchester. Manchester. <laughs> he did. He was terrible though. It, we we got him. We got him. Like the judges were like, I looked at the moment, just give him three weeks. <laughs> well, Gandler, I remember years ago, me and you getting up in the middle of the night to to watch a Hatton fight. Yeah, like, the Mayweather one. Literally got up at like two in the morning yeah. and went round to Spencer's house, didn't we? And watched. Yeah, it. yeah. It was like four a.m. or something stupid for that, wasn't it? And he, uh, yeah, he got battered, didn't he? he did that, get one. that was kind of like the end of of his career, wasn't it? I, I get, you know, he had. Who did he fight after that? Pacquiao. I think he had a couple more. Pacquiao, yeah. Lost to but, him um, as well. Got, got battered as well. 
But yeah. I'd met Ricky Hatton, I, t- I told Timo this that night because I'd met Ricky Hatton once before at a, at a party. And like, it was when I was doing a lot of filming for Pretty Green for Liam Gallagher's thing. And I got to go and film at this party that Liam Gallagher had. And then and at the end I had some drinks and, um, and Ricky Hatton was at the party and he was hammered, hammered, but so lovely, just like being like, just really nice. And I went over and I was chatting to him. And he tapped me in the ribs. Ricky Hatton's like, oh, mate, how you doing? He tapped me in the ribs, like, so gently. And it it winded me. And I, to, and I literally had to, like, oh, sing a bit, Ricky. And I just walked off. And he, he literally, he must not have known what he was doing. Yeah. He, he gave me this maybe, little, like, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe that's Maybe he was thing. like, this will get rid of this guy. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> well, he must, he, you know, he was probably trying to, Get away from your quiz, which I guess we're going to have to do. Oh, around, lovely. Yeah. Oh, lovely segue, lovely Matty. Lovely segue. That was sweet. All right. Well, it's not much of a quiz. There's only two questions left. Well, you know, we're not, we're an hour and 40. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, this has been a bit of a landslide, this quiz, by the way, in the scores. Always is. You, you really, be, it's, it's rigged. But, I'm a, it's but rigged. I'm, a, I'm a showman. So we'll do winner takes all <laughs> on the very last question. Do you want to do winner takes yeah. all? Which okay. will be like, which Aston Villa player was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Penultimate question. I'm going back in on the, the Munichs. Well Flipping done. Mate. Going hard again. Okay. Which two years? Did Kelly Slater star in Baywatch? Oh, Matt. Go on. 1993. Tim. Oh, Matty. Damn it. How Is did it... you know that? So You're so assured of it. I know my Baywatch. You know you're Kelly Slater. That's... <laughs> I can't believe you got that. I that wasn't the winner takes all, so though. Well. This is the winner no, takes all. This is the winner takes all. All right, you're putting it all on the line. Current scores are. Oh, this is the winner takes all. Yeah. Winner takes all. Current score: Matt on one, Tim on four. Ooh. You're but making that up it? because you admitted no, earlier that you mate, had is, been. Had no, 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 no. That's that's no. That's legit. That's legit because there's been questions you haven't got either of you. That's right. All right. All right. Um, and Matt, you got minus point for uh, shouting the answer. Out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love it when he talks dirty. I know that. I know what I'm doing. Right, winner takes all question. Uh, okay, because I think I'll do. I'll do the foghorn of desperation. Tim, that that means P&O. winner takes all. No, that just means winner takes all. Okay, oh, right. I thought you said, what's the foghorn of desperation? No, this is it, the question. That was just to signify that this is the final question. Okay, Tom Sims was the James Bond snowboard double. Tim. Do you want to take the question on? Okay, take it on, Tim. Are you going to ask me the height of the cliff? No, ta- no. you said your name, answer the question. The spy who loved me. Can I hear? Can I, can I hear the whole question, please, Gavin? You can, Matt, because you waited. Tom Sims was the James Bond stunt double in A View to a Kill. But what year did that film come out? Eighty-four. Ah. Oh. Eighty-three. Gonna... Eighty-eight. Eighty-five. Wait, wait, wait! Sorry. If you don't say your name, Matt, you will Matt, not Matt, win. Matt, Matt, eight... Tim, no, Tim. Tim was first. Eighty-eight. No way. Matt, Matt, 85. Champion of the quiz, you Matt. Went, you got nine guesses. <laughs> you have nine guesses, Matt Barr is the champion. 
of the Christmas Gendo Quiz. Well done, Matthew. Fiend. Matt, how do you feel, mate? What a night. I'm, just, a night. I'm just worried for Fina's sanity because the, the, more, <laughs> the more of those sound effects you were playing, I was like, okay, that's two. Thanks, Fina. Um, no, Thanks, no, I'm, Fina. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. I did. I thought about jumping in because I thought that obviously it was going to be like what Bond film, and I thought that's too obvious for Ken. Well, that's what Tim did, didn't he? And then, and I then got when the he, wrong and one then, anyway. And then he says, Spy, love me. Which is, I mean, to, to get the film wrong on the Tom Sim snowboard one is, mm, that is it's poor. We should, we should, we should talk about that really. Cause that's that, bad, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Spy Love Me, my, my favorite Bond film, I will say. I think it's mine as well. Got it all oh, on it. Jaws. Casino Royale. Jaws. Amazing. Barbara Back. The, uh, Barbara Back. What yeah. do we think? Hey, what do we think of Wait, no wait, wait. The, 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 the car. Lotus. The Lotus. car with the, that kills the, the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Stromberg. Seen it a few times. I think you, I think you shot your bolt, Mr. Bond. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, the lift as well with the, where they get, you get plunged into oh, the shark yeah. pool. The shark it has pool. got it all really. Yeah. Go on, go on, mm. Tim. What are you saying? What do we think of No Time to Die? I, I, like, I, like, I, liked, I liked it. it. Yeah, me too. It's too fucking long, like all films these days. It's like about yeah. five hours long, isn't it? But, um... Do you know what's long? The flipping Lion King. The, <laughs> the new <laughs> No, the, the new Lion King. You know the new one? When did so he... there I was, Glory... stealing Tim's D- Disney Plus the other day. But I was like, I sat down, I was like, right, log into Tim's Disney Plus, let's get the new Lion King on. And I was going to go, well, what's the original? I was like, no, I haven't watched the new, uh, the, the new the, live the, action the, one. The one with Will Smith's son, maybe, or. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It is so long, that film. It's like they've added, like we put it on, the, you know, the first half an hour is pretty don't, much seen for Steve. Don't reinvent the wheel. It's the fucking Lion oh, King. Just leave yeah. it, man. Like, don't add to it. It's yeah. too long. What, I, the kids I, I, as well. I tried to watch that on a plane actually and. It's just like, yeah, nah, mate. But graphics are great though, right? Do you know as well, I watched the thing about Hans Zimmer. You know the song, you know the Lion King, how in the Lion King, the opening credits. I just can't wait to be king. No, no, the opening, the... uh, (laughs) You know how it goes, the circle of life. Circle of life. You know how they hold it, they hold him up and he goes, Simba, Simba, please. Simba. Circle of life, and it goes, and then the credits come up. It says Lion King. Yeah. The only reason that happens is because he hadn't finished the score. It it finished with that. Oh, I love stuff like that. And it hands him. I hadn't finished it, and they came in and they were like, "Oh, we like that." And then he was like, "Oh yeah, that's just that's deliberate." The doof, and then the credits can come up, and he hadn't finished (laughs) it. So it was a it was a placeholder. It was a placeholder. So he was like, "Fuck knows what I'm going to do there." So we'll just do that like <laughs> you watch how many how many films like copy that now with that like doof, and then the title like this it's, well it's the old done. it's the old uh limitations providing creativity it's the old you know the shark didn't work in mm. jaws so spielberg going like fuck it we won't show the shark in it you know it's yeah like, it, the, whether and it works better where the magic happens yeah exactly all right let's let's um let's go leslie Good evening. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Tim and Gend. Merry Christmas to you all. Hope you're all well. And um, my highlights from this year, 2022. What a year. Oh my goodness. Um, started the year trying to, um, deal with COVID travel plans for riders and skiers heading towards Beijing and trying to qualify. And it was an absolute nightmare. 
how on earth did we even do that? It was awful. And then um, the, the year got better, got to watch the natural selection qualification rounds, got to watch the Olympics, got to commentate on the Olympics. Um, stand out uh, um, highlights of Olympics, definitely women's snowboard slope style, men's snowboard half pipe and getting to come home from commentating for Eurosport and um, cringe at what I'd said when compared to you, Tim, um, with your work with Ed. You guys kill it. You're so professional. It's really difficult, really, really hard to do. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Loved doing that. Um, then I got to come home and go snowboarding here. Another highlight was um, how welcoming all conditions media along to our wandering workshops on Cairngorm that was awesome wandering workshops kick the company that myself and Hannah Billy set up last January it just gone from strength to strength and as well as running split board and ski touring workshops we ran some mountain bike workshops alongside a mountain bike guide friend of ours called Fiona Finney we did that in the summer that was great and I took a step back from working at GB Snow GB Snow Sports and took up a huge challenge of becoming a PhD student at Leeds Beckett University and now I'm really doing a deep dive into those great subjects that we spend so many time so much time talking about the whole idea of a kind of culture of values clash between action sports and mainstream sports and the values and ethics involved in, in how we experience that. What's special about what we do? Why do we love it? Why, why do we want to keep it going, value it, share it? Um, what keeps the stoke alive, really? And now it's started to snow... It's the start of December, the first cold snap, and I'm hoping for a very cold winter. Um, hoping, hoping for a good one. Lots of snow up here in Scotland. Of course, I've missed over all the bad bits. You know, who wants to talk about the politics of the year or the terrible, um, scary state the world's in? Um, so I'll just skip all, all of that stuff. And I'll concentrate on the good stuff. I'm looking forward to Christmas. I hope I see you all, all three of you soon. And hopefully get to share some shred turns with you this coming season. Have a good one. We don't Aww. need... We, the, le- Leslie. the legend, the legend. I mean... Absolute legend. The, the, the most original thinker about snowboarding that I know, I would say, Leslie. Um, mm. And she's right. We don't need to talk about the politics in this in this little um, fluffy pod. There's been enough of that this year. Not in this episode. We're a bit beyond that. We just talked about first. <laughs> we just talked about first blood. <laughs> <laughs> but Leslie yeah. did Liz, Leslie did mention a bit about Olympics and snowboarding. So I'm going to give you one more question um, to to probably start wrapping things up. We're on we're on we're on a couple of hours in. Um, Thanks for listening and. I oh, don't don't start doing what you normally do, you two, when oh, no. we're a few beers and start apologising for. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry, sticking we were so... with us. Um, 
but one of the questions was i think it was something like what what's the future of snowboarding in 10 years oh yeah saw that one flipping heck i'm gonna give you that what does snowboarding look like 10 it, it was it was 10 and 20 years down the line do you know what hanging out with lauren from pow from protect our winters and actually from chatting to dom who's the climate scientist there absolute legend that boy legend of a, of a man um we've got to be we've got to be really careful because we might not have snowboarding as we know it in 20 years time it, it, you know it might be too warm maybe i don't know i'm no climate scientist myself but it it it's bad isn't it like the the, the weather is we went from freezing cold to t-shirt weather overnight where i was i'm literally in wearing december. a t-shirt you're you're sitting there in a t-shirt right now in in my shed on the 21st of december i mean that's not right is it that's not normal so actually, well I, don't, but I mean you don't even need to you know you say like i i don't need to be you know like i'm not a climate scientist or whatever but like just look at the you know the like the classic mm. depiction of this is the glaciers isn't it you know we've all spent those time in the mountains we've all spent yeah. those time in chamonix it is a real thing. I mean, you know, mm. as as you boys know, I lived in Le Boisson in Chamonix like 20 years ago. Me and like a load of friends, Jono, you and Chris, we lived right under that glacier. And we like, and, and when we lived there, the glacier pretty much came down to the house that we lived in. And that's retreated like, you know, hundreds of meters in like 20 years. You know, Neil McNabb, yeah. mutual friend of ours, constantly posting pictures of like, I mean, that, that stuff, you don't, I mean, it's anecdotal and it's, it's obviously, it, it's not scientific studies to like use that as, as like a, a way of depicting this change, but it's also quite a fucking handy indicator of this change, yeah. isn't it? When you're uh, used to spending time in the mountains and that, that stuff is real. Like well, going is, back, to, absolutely. And, and, you know, going back to what I went and did that climate piece for Ski Sunday that Phil Young was supposed to do. And I went to the that, Marmalada that, Glacier. That, Rub it in again, Tim. That one. Thanks, Phil. And <laughs> in between the really nice red wine and food we were eating, I got to go up to the Marmalade Glacier. In between the... Uh... As in between the really nice food and red wine I was eating and drinking, we and got... The mas- we, and the massages. And, and the, the massages. Um... We got driven in really nice, comfy taxis. No. Um, <laughs> uh, we were on the Marmalade Glacier, which which scientists believe will be the first glacier in the european alps to diminish completely within our lifetime um and i was you know so we were doing in the link there talking about it and that's receded crazily over the past 40 50 years so much so that actually it was the last bastion in world war ii it was one of the battlefronts and as it's receding it's it's revealing a load of old artifacts that were lost once lost in the ice tanks and all kinds of things but um it's it is receding but then this summer i don't know if you saw the whole thing or a good portion of it avalanched off and killed a load of hikers i mean oh i did see that was that where that was right big avalanche on the marmalada glacier yeah crazy just sheared off in the in the in the high heat they were getting in the dolomites so it's it is absolutely happening so snowboarding in 20 years god knows will we can will we be able to afford it will it be a rich man's thing or competitively if you want to talk competitively what will it look like then i mean 1900s are commonplace now pretty much 1800s whatever 
going to look a little bit like snow nastics to to paraphrase ed lee um so i don't know the competitive snowboarding will be a weird weird thing it'll be all these completely different competitions of how many flips and spins you can do i think more split boarding boys mm. more, more split boarding more avi more split boarding yeah yeah what's it like for you gand what ten? Uh, I, I mean, I, I was just kind of zoning out listening to you guys then about that all that stuff because it just makes you think a bit, doesn't it? The the glacier stuff. I don't know. Ten year, I guess for me, in ten years time, I'm hoping I'd be snowboarding with my daughter and like and do that. And that's the, what excites me a lot of the thought of going with my kids. But um, yeah, in the snow it, dome. It, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> back to the roots. Scary. I hope Mark Chester. I hope Mark Chester's still working there then and he can give us free tickets. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a scary thought, isn't it? And you kind of just take it for granted that you'll just do that with your family. But then exactly what Tim said, what's the what will be the, the situation? But you, you but it? you mentioned Lauren and you mentioned the Protect Our Winters people, Tim, and I think that's probably like quite a fitting thing to say, isn't it? Like, you know, there are people out there that are actively working their asses off to like yeah. raise awareness and change this that we should you know everyone listening to this is especially at this point is probably quite quite engaged in this yeah. like conversation is quite, quite engaged in you know really does take snowboarding it's an important thing in their lives i imagine like it's an important thing in our lives and i think you know lauren's a good friend of mine and She's fighting the good fight. They're all fighting the good fight, and we should probably be paying a bit more attention to that, really. And and, and not just paying attention, supporting, helping to support. And and the one thing, so actually, I was there. I was there for Ski Sunday to chat to Lauren, and it will be on your tellies in January. So do, do keep your eye out for it. And again, I had another moment chatting with Lauren. She's such a brilliant human being that talks so much sense. And the one thing I asked her, kind of my final question to summarize, was. What what can I do as an individual? What can I do? Because I feel quite helpless and actually climate change and sustainability and all these things seems like this absolute massive monster, an insurmountable hill. But, but just me here, is it worth washing out my yogurt pots? Is it worth walking rather than driving? You know, what, what can I do? Because you think it's somebody, you, you are a bit guilty. Oh, certainly I am of thinking that it's perhaps a country's problem or well, why should we bother if China this or Dubai this or America this or whatever it yeah, might be? Yeah, there's stuff that you hear, you know, like. But exactly. she was so she said, "No, you there are. There's, there's a few simple things you can do. Um, you're going to have to watch Ski Sunday to find out what they are. No, <laughs> um, no, no, what, no. what a it's, pro! It's it's only because I'm a bit drunk and I can't remember. But it's it's talk, <laughs> <laughs> it's talk to your MP. So it's talk to your local MP. Tell them that you're scared because it needs wholesale change. Yes, the plastic straws are bad, but it's not their fault that the glaciers are melting. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's talk to your local MP because change is going to come from the top. Big wholesale change is going to come from a government. That's where we need it to to properly change. Um, yeah, there the, five the, other things. But no, the whole well, that that whole argument is like you know that putting on consumers is is basically bullshit, isn't it? You know, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, like saying like, oh, recycle your coffee cup. Like at the end of the day, like it's got to come from, like you say, wholesale legislative change. Legislative, legislative, 
Easy for you to say. Yes. Go on, Timo. You got three times to say. Okay. <laughs> Legis- quiz, quiz question. Leg- <laughs> legislation. Legislative. Is that right? Le- Leg- no. Leg- one more. Okay. Got one more go. One more go. We need wholesale change at a <laughs> legislative <laughs> level. <laughs> Meet your new Protectile Winters ambassador. <laughs> no, but the second thing is sign up to their newsletter. Do sign up to the Protectile Winters newsletter because they've got so their, much good information. Take their pledge. Take their power pledge, yeah. which, is, take the which pledge. is a real thing. Yeah. Hey, James Joyner here. Man, the highlights of 2022. I don't even know. I would have to say moving to the West Coast from New England. Uh, setting down in Sonoma and, and finding our people here. Also, of course, being on the Looking Sideways podcast, a lifelong goal. And uh, I don't know, just spending time with the family, spending time on the bike, and maybe not totally getting devastated by midterm elections and having a little bit of hope and faith for the future. Uh, hopes for 2023. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully not a bad fire season on the West Coast. Hopefully the world wakes up and uh, starts pushing back and trying to to reverse some of this climate change situation and uh hopefully the fascists don't win i don't know what else what more can you ask for really right well uh happy holidays and thanks for reaching out yeah another tradition on the christmas show is you do normally turn the tables on me a little bit boys so <laughs> yeah what you got um okay Matty, what, what, okay can i can i start year. no Go on, then. plans for next year is lame Cirque du so lame um <laughs> <laughs> i'm matty i want to know where you think snowboarding is going to be in the next 10 years oh we just got off that no but i want to know what he thinks he's as he's the ger- he's the boss of snowboarding yeah, he is the cleverest I, I think I, I think I kind of agreed with uh, not to fully lame out, but I kind of agree with you, Tim. I think competitively, obviously, it's just on some kind of ridiculous trajectory. I, I think one of the reasons national selections struck such a chord is because they've they've done a really great job of combining like progression style and 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 free riding and like you know like the things that we all love about snowboarding and not making it about snow snow nastics was that the phrase that you used timo yeah um, ed lee's phrase but so yeah. i think i think like you can have those dual threads like competitively um i think they're both like really great for progression which is obviously a, a brilliant thing but i also think the environmental question is 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 real and something that will become something that we just need to take seriously because i think at the minute you know it's like a bit of a oh yeah that's the thing but let's all we, i don't think any of us really question our like choices of as consumers do we really you know we're all still af- effectively behaving the same way that we've done since we met which is like 25 mm-hmm. years ago you kind of feel like at some point that will have to change really yeah. um so i think I think, yeah, like professionally, competitively, it's clearly just going to keep going mental, and that's that's a brilliant thing to see, and 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 obviously, you know, really incredible when you've been in snowboarding for so long to see what's going on now. You know, it really feels to me like the progression. Do you remember in skateboarding, like about fifteen years ago, where it just suddenly got mental, where like the reference point that you had as a kid was just out the window and they were and mm, then what they were yeah. doing was just like you couldn't even comprehend it it was just like 
right that's just a different thing now and when you see like skaters what they do now is just like it's just so ludicrous like street skaters or you know like that you're yeah. like it, it bears no relation to skateboarding that we did as kids snowboarding i feel is like recently hit that point you know like where mm. where it's like what they're doing particularly in the backcountry i mean there was a i think it was a like a red gerard clip recently doing the rounds yeah wait that's front like, side seven you, yeah you're just like what the fuck you know like mm. so i think that's obviously really exciting like you know like stuff that we could never comprehend is now like yeah. quite just normal in the backcountry and that and that that's that's exciting and amazing to see so mm-hmm. you know fuck knows where that's gonna end but i agree with you as consumers like we're gonna have to start making a few different choices really i think soon and yeah. I personally, you know, I wasn't really joking earlier when I said the best laugh I had last season was split boarding on shitty snow in Aviemore. So yeah. that's the stuff I appreciate more these days personally. Yeah. Here, here. Mm. The social, the social, it's the social, isn't it? It's the, it's the experience. Who's your best guest this year? Who's your best guest? Come on. Yeah. Good one. Um, Moran was good when he. Oh, Moran. I loved Moran's one. Yeah, Moran was great. Right. I mean, obviously, that was, like, massively self-indulgent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I suppose that's why I liked it so much. Um, you know, and I've been trying to get Chris on for years. Like, I've asked him so many times because he's obviously such an important figure in my life and such an important figure in British snowboarding as well. That So, yeah, it was it was wicked that he did that. Like, and, and the response was just amazing, you know because he's he's a legend isn't he so yeah. you know and there's and there's a lot of people that don't know who he is that were like wow he's he's that guy you know which is which is great but i guess on it- i guess on the more you know famous names i mean kimmy fasani was 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 a great experience like you know yeah. speaking to her about what she's been through that that was just a I did feel sort of quite privileged to have that conversation really. Mm. Um, I had a good one with Chris Burkhard in Stockholm where I interviewed him in front of an audience in Stockholm. Um, you know, he's like a, he's a bit of a rock star really. Um, so that was, that was really popular and also another good experience. So probably those three stand out, I would say. Mm-hmm. Have you got any coming up? that you're excited about or is it all a bit you working stuff out um i haven't really got any in the in the plan really do you know who i've been trying to do for ages it will still make you laugh nathan gallagher oh yeah <laughs> really nath yeah like I, I i really want to do nath and he he must think i like i've cancelled about three times because like oh had, are you yes mate in him or whatever it is i'm yes you, i've yeah I, I haven't quite yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i haven't quite i haven't quite yes yeah, yeah. yeah nathan i want you on the podcast yeah, mate. Oh, oh, i can't do it oh. i can't do it <laughs> he probably oh, thinks sorry. i am yes man in him <laughs> yeah. yeah yes man not yes mate yes yeah. man <laughs> um, so he'd be good he's got some good stories well, he's got a great career hasn't he you know he's yeah. got like yeah. he's got like a really brilliant you know, he's the classic, like, started in snowboarding and now he's just got this amazing creative career, hasn't he? So, The first time I ever saw Nathan Gallagher with my own eyes was coming 
he was on his heel edge <laughs> carving around <laughs> carving around the snowdome uh corner in Tamworth in shorts and sunglasses holding his toe edge <laughs> of his foot. <laughs> I mean that is so Nathan, isn't that, it? That's that was Nathan. And now he he takes photos of Cristiano Ronaldo in his pants and he's one of the best photographers in the world or whatever. He's incredible. Well, that's the thing. Like Nathan's like, but, he's, he's really got an extraordinary career, hasn't he? So yeah. Um, can't drive for shit though. <laughs> and he can't park either. He was the one that asked about asking for their, uh, solution to the Israel Palestine conflict, which. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is completely. That is so nice. Also, players. You got to you got to hound him. Get that one in, Matty. Like I, I'm totally going to do that one. Like I, I love Nath, and I, you know, like you boys, go back a long way with him, and I'd, mm. I'd, I'd really want to. I really want to do that one. Um, to be honest, with that, like one of the things I've done this year is like not put super loads of pressure on myself to, you know, like that thing we were talking about with you boys with famous first words about like making sure you do it because you enjoy it. So yeah. mm. I've um I've definitely a few years ago I would have been a bit like fuck I've not got an episode I need to do one every week but this year I've just been like oh who cares it's all good yeah yeah um so I'm gonna take a few weeks off and can can I ask a controversial question slightly would, sure. would you ever would you ever see how you you got the um Christina the astronaut. Yeah, would, who's, done a, who's, ever... done a, who's done a voice note for this episode, which is just going to go in the intro. Amazing. What for us? <coughs> or just seen Jet or what she's up to? She doesn't know yes. you guys. She doesn't mention I was us. Say, she's Christina, an like, Christina, hey, yeah. nice to thanks for checking. <laughs> thanks for checking in. Would you ever? Would you ever? <laughs> I know her. I know she's into a surfing, which is um, a good link into the action sports world. But would you ever spread your wings slightly further? Would you ever? Would you ever go in search of a? of somebody else, somebody that perhaps wasn't into their action sports. Is there yeah, I mean, on the it, like, no, it's a really, it's a really interesting into? question that, and I did, I did think like recently, like, is it time to, to change that like a little bit? Is it time, mm. is it time to just, you know, take the looking sideways as a literal metaphor rather than like a, an actual, you know, like, Oh, yeah. it's about yeah. like, um, I think probably what I'd like to do is just come up with another idea and do, and do that, you know, if we do that, like, yeah, but I'd love to, I'd love to sort of, I think one of the things I really enjoyed about doing that calm interview that I talked, talked about earlier was, um, you know, it was just a different topic and, and a chance Mm. to, to just have a similar conversation that, that I have on this podcast, but not about, the stuff that I talk about on this podcast. So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely up for doing that. I don't know if I'd do it in looking sideways though, because ultimately there's like loads of podcasts where people do that, aren't there? You know, like mm-hmm. basically interview like quite famous people about their shit. I think, I think like you need a theme, don't you? Yeah. You need a mm-hmm. good theme. So I think, I think totally up for it. Got a few ideas um, and, and probably do it that way. I reckon rather than like sort of dilute this because this is, this is cool. And you know, it's, yeah. it's a thing in it. So I don't, I don't want to sort it's of, it's always the thing of like looking to fix something that's, it's not broken. Yeah, exactly. It? So I don't, I don't, you know what they say, if it's not broken, don't try to fix don't it. Don't break it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what they say, isn't it? Who would you love to interview if you could have interviewed anyone? Alive or dead? Oh, that's a great question, that, isn't it? Tom, 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 Sim, Tom Sims I would have loved to have done because I interviewed Tom Sims for White Lines um, probably 12 years ago. And that Mate, was one just of... just feed his just feed his chat into an AI bot and it'll voice him. Well, it'll be, it just... won't be long, will it? And that was that was such a brilliant experience because um, he was just an absolute fucking legend. Like, and mm. and I was obviously like really nervous about that because it's like Tom Sims out of you to a big a deal. Yeah. Um, oh, I missed one, which I'll probably come back to. Stacey Prowler on the good ones from this year. Um, but um, and he he was just a legend, and we had a really good laugh, like doing that conversation. And I really got the impression with him that he like felt he'd been like pretty sidelined by the industry. And so some random like phoning him up and being really enthusiastic about his life and career, he was just kind of hyped, you know? So I did, I, I did this really lovely white lines piece about him. Yeah. I'm going to say probably like 10, 12 years ago. And then obviously he's he's died since. So like yeah. I, I, there's been a lot of people that I've interviewed over the years. I wish I'd recorded. I was gonna say, did you record it? Did you? I did, but it was like on a fucking or... dictaphone that I've lost, and you know, like I, you know, I've done a few Terrier interviews over the years that like would have been great to put out as interviews on here, but mm. just didn't didn't happen really. But yeah, like back to. Good, good ones from this year. Stacey Prowler was brilliant because, you know, he's like that sort of perfect combination of like absolute legend, like great personality, professional with media. Like, so he just turns up with the goods, knows, knows, what, he? knows. knows, knows what his, his requirement is. Knows which side yeah. his bread's buttered. And also then within like <laughs> five minutes of us chatting, kind of got where i was coming from so he you could i could see him visibly go like oh this is a bit different so i can actually just you saw him like visibly like just relax or well you know he'd, he'd been on a press he'd been on a promo tour like promoting his film and just answer, obviously answering the same questions for like months and, and and the first question i asked him was was about the last book that he'd read i can't remember what it was but i kind of went into it like purposely try to find a way to sort of disarm him a little bit and and he he kind of got that and he i could see he was like oh okay this is like this is and we and we Ooh. just had a really great conversation and and at the end of it we were both kind of like that was really cool you know and um so that was a really nice experience you know to because i've had i've, I've done a f not loads but a couple with people where famous people where you tim you've you've both done this where you've got to interview people like really high profile and ultimately mm. the, part of the job is to, is to get them past the media training, isn't it? You know, and like mm. try and make some kind of connection where they'll just trust you and, yeah. and give you the, the, the goods. And it's, it's, it's quite rare, isn't it? You know, it's just yeah. it's, it's you know how it, I do it. I swear. I swear <laughs> before the, before the camera starts rolling, I'll swear or do something really lewd or something that's really depreciates myself. No, and, I, I totally get that. I totally and get that. Straight away, you can see them go, "Holy shit, this guy's not very clean cut." <laughs> All right. No, I, 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 I totally get that. Like you, it's like a, 
It's the other the thing way, is, it's a way it's disarming sorry, people, isn't it? You know, where yeah. you just yeah. try and get them to like drop their defenses, you know, drop their guard. And, and it, you know, like if I'm doing stuff for TV or a live, if I'm doing a live chat and so the Olympics is a good, is a good example. Cause when I'm doing the live, like a live hit. Yeah. You got to be like fucking Sean White, you know? Yeah. They go get the winner, the, the winner. And you see him coming down the road and you go in and, but you can hear Claire Balding talking in your ear and you're like, Okay, she's still talking. She's, and they're obviously watching the screen. They can see what the cameraman is seeing, my end. And I mean, they come on, they come in and you, so fucking stressful. They man. drag them on and then they, <laughs> you have the press officers with them and they arrive and the, and they push them in. They go, okay, go BBC, go. And you, and you can hear Claire Balding still talking about cross country skiing results from two days ago. And you go in and you just go in the mic. You go, okay, I've got, I've got him or I've got her ready to go. Yep. Yep. And you can hear us all going and they're like, yeah, Tim, we'll be with you in a second. So you're on pause. And at that moment, you've, they're standing there looking at you like you're an absolute moron. And you've got that split second to say something to try and break the ice where they go, who's this guy yeah. from Britain that knows yeah. nothing about snowboarding? And you just, you, I'm like thinking, right, what's my play here? What, what cards do I put down? Do I, do I drop a, a fact from 1993 snowboard, you know, like what do I do or do yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's really, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a, yeah, I mean, I, I quite enjoy that. I quite yeah, enjoy I mean, that, that is well. that just the thought of that makes me stressed because I'm yeah. doing it in like a really quite comfortable environment. You know, I'm, I'm there and, you know, when I do it, I'm, I've kind of stipulated, I need two hours, you know, like I need, and, and I've, I've usually said like, well, this is what it's about and this is what you need to come up with. And most of the time people are like, yeah, okay, fine. And even then it's quite hard to do that. So doing it like on live fucking TV with like people in here. And I think there's something more intimidating doing it like this though. If I, if I, like, if I was, if I was like, even just not in person, even just like kind of logging in to a zoom or something with someone I'm going to interview for two hours that I've never met, I'd find that way more intimidating and then doing something live off the cuff and like in the moment because i think you you get energy from that well I, I, like, so get, I've, uh, I've got a good you, example of that actually from this year with so sean thompson who is like an absolute i mean top five surfers of all time like absolute legend you know craig kelly i'm mean, not not a perfect comparison but that stature you know and mm. um i saw him on the pipeline broadcast in maybe february he was he was uh like a pundit and he started quoting wb yates poetry on that and i could see everyone was like what's this guy doing and i saw that and i was like fuck i could i could do a really good interview with him like so i just emailed him and i was just like hey sean random one fancy Mm. fancy one of my podcast he replied within like two minutes i'm down i've got a mic let's go by the way, I've got, a, I've got a book out. Can we talk about my book? Can we do this, that, and the other? Can we, you know, he had, he had, yeah. he, he had shit to sell. So we get on and he, he was just primed to sell. And I was really nervous. Like you're saying again, and I was like, fucking that Sean Thompson on a zoom call, mm. you know? Um, and I said to him, first question was like, so you're a WB Yates fan, right? And, uh, and he was like, what the fuck's this you know yeah and then didn't he, see that one coming. But he just immediately was like well yeah i am you know like and he started you know within 10 minutes he's like quoting poetry and i was mm-hmm. like i was like okay well this is this is going to be pretty good 
Um, but, you, but I think the point is you need the way in, don't you? You need the yeah. angle. Yeah. You know, you need the, you, like you said, Tim, you need the way of like breaking the ice, don't you? To, to sort of. I've always found if we've ever done, to, if me and you've ever done stuff, Timo, with like, with famous people and, and like, you know, whoever who's, we, we always just kind of take the piss out of each other and it makes them at ease, doesn't it? Well, I, I always, like we, we always, we always have a real laugh and like, and like, and kind of show that we're kind of idiots messing around and, it, and then join, like make them join in a bit and like, and, and it makes them feel that they're not. I, 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 I always off. loved your story about um, when you were working on Chalet Girl and you met the guy who'd made the three amigos wasn't he like the producer or something? Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. See, that's the perfect yeah. example yeah. of that, though, right? You know, you're in it. You're yeah. in the room with like, what, and wasn't that exactly what you boys did? You were like, oh, that's our favorite film, and just started doing all the routines and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he goes. What did he say? He, he said something like, "Oh, I made a few movies. I made Three Amigos," and we were like. No way. Anyway, you don't know Three Amigos. We were like, Arizona Moon, keep shining. Literally my favourite comedy of all time. It's like, are you kidding me? My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. I sing that to my kids at night, you know. Yeah, and and from what I remember of the story, he was absolutely fucking tickled pink, right? Oh, he loved it. And was like, right, boys. Yeah. What we drinking? <laughs> that set flipping it that set the chalet girl thing was just we were just running around like I think it was the first time we'd been on like a movie set wasn't it like running around like not knowing the etiquette Cringe of when now when, I think of about when, it. when you have to be quiet and when you don't like the, the first day on the set and like everyone's sat at, you do not go and sit like at lunch you don't go and sit on the table with the actors unless you're me and gendel we just we just just filled our trays up at the food in the buffet and got our food and went and sat down next to flipping bill nye and everyone and the producers were looking at us like uh what you did we sat with everyone because we just thought it was just you just sat down with people had a chat but it made our life so much easier because we were filming loads of behind the scenes stuff and we got to know them all and uh and then at one point they were filming a scene they're filming a scene and and we were doing a behind the scenes like music video of everyone, like which was just nothing. It was just a nothing thing we came up that we decided to do a classic like. We're really into filming lip sync videos at the time. Yeah. We any chance we got, we'd film a lip sync video. So when we got sh- when we got pied off by the film crew, they're like, "You, you yeah. English boys, just go and do whatever you want. Go over there. Just go fuck off, yeah. lads." Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're like, "All right, can we film a music video? Film what you want. Just get out of our hair." So we're like, hey, Brooke Shields, come over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we were filming the, the final scene of the movie. They were filming it in this big hall. And the, at first AD, this guy called Joe is like a lovely guy. And like he stormed out. I was like, what's all this noise out here? And Brooke Shields was stood on a table dancing for mine and Tim's like low budget music video. <laughs> and she and he came out and went, oh, okay, so, sorry, Brooke. That's okay. That's okay. It's you. We didn't know it was you. And like, it's just. But I, like, I remember again though, after that, we went to um, Jay and Josie's wedding. And um, like, I remember this really clearly. And we were hammered and we got the flight home. And it was. It was the last day of the season. It was United Chelsea to win the league. And you were texting Bill Nye about the fucking United game because he's a United fan, isn't he? Like, yeah. And you, he was like your sort of bezzy footy mate for a while, wasn't he? Where you were like... Yeah, all big United games. He used to text like random little texts out there. 
Like he'd just be like, oh, "It's a big one in it," and I was like, "Yeah, it's a big one, Bill." <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that was Ken, about it. And I'd be like, All right. "Ken was telling me the other day as well a story because we were walking through Soho and there's a little pub called the Toucan that does really good Guinness." And yeah, Gendel I was, and, off Soho Square. Yeah, Gendel and our mate, our mutual friend Chris Orchard, were st- were standing outside having a, a beer with some uh, somebody else, and uh, Gendel, somebody shouts, "Hey, Gendel!" Hey, Gendal! Gendal turns around. It's Bill Nye. And Bill Nye comes bounding over the street. He's like, hey, Gend, how are you, man? I haven't seen you for so long. And Gendal's like, oh, hey, Bill, this is my friend Chris and whatever. Like, I got to go. I'm uh, just off to do some stuff. So uh, great to see you, Gendal. See you. And he walks off and Gendal turns around. Chris Orchard is just like, you fucking kidding me, Bill <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't script you it. You couldn't script it. That's great. And oh also great that you were with Chris Orchard. Yeah. yeah. Could have been Nath. That would have been better. Yeah. Could have been Nath. Yeah. Or Jono. Well, that's it. I think I think that's the thing with, well, yeah, to go back to the point, it's just when you like disarming people, it's just let, oh, God, I don't know, make them feel at ease in any way possible, isn't it? Any way possible like whatever works yeah and on the, it can be and on, making a fool of yourself or you know or i don't know just and on that shallow girl thing you know like you were saying like you what obviously happened there was that that that's just the way that that world operates so everyone's terrified you know there's all these rules mm. and you lot come in and with a bit of humor and charm just ignore well inadvertently ignore all that and clearly I've, brooke shields and bill nye thought that was brilliant and and like responded to that you know i've been embarrassed about six times in my entire life but the number one moment when i got the most embarrassed ever was that day when we did indeed do that we walked up onto the food tables and we we picked up our food in the in the buffet line and we there were spaces and we looked at the actors and they could they come come and sit by us so we me and gonna walked over we're sitting down with all the actors and every all the other crew are looking at us like who the hell are these kids just going over and sitting with all the actors? And then Bill Nye walks over with a massive plate full of food. And I don't know if this is a saying elsewhere, but certainly in the Midlands um, and in and in the Black Country, it's a saying: if you've got loads, <laughs> if you've got a plate full of food, I know where this <laughs> is going. Yeah, if you've got a plate full of food, you walk over. My mom always used to say, "Flipping it, you got a bad hand, have you?" And that's what you'd say if you had a big plate load of food. You'd say, have you got a bad hand? So Bill Nye walks over and I went, what does it, what does it mean? I don't know what it means. It means, I think it means like you've helped yourself too much or, or yeah, I don't it's know. Like born, born in a barn, isn't it? You know, yeah. You're born like... in a barn, you know. So Bill Nye walks over with this massive plate load of food and I go, bloody hell, Bill, you got a bad hand, have you? And he goes, no, actually it's arthritis. And he holds up, he's got a really gnarled arthritic hand. Oh, he's like, no. no, it's actually arthritis. And I went, Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, so, so thanks. And he sat down and I sat down and I've, I wanted the ground to open up and that's swallow why he's Bill not, Nye. That's why he's not running up to give you the high fives in Soho Square. Oh no, he doesn't like me, does he? Yeah. He does. That was day one. We won him over. We won him. Yeah. yeah. We won him over. He liked us by the end. So Matty, what are you doing next year? Anything good? Anything bad? What, what have you got up your sleeve? You must have something good. Um, we we just bought a house in Normandy, so ah yeah yeah felicitations so, thank you it's actually supposed to go through tomorrow um excuse me when are you going to be there 
Well, I'm going to be there for the next five years digging holes, I think. Um, cause it... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, man. It's like, it's, it, I mean, get on my weekends. It, it's, um, it's like, it's not a farmhouse, but it's a nice, nice place. It's like, it's all, it's all sorted, but we're going to like, obviously renovate it and sort it out. Acre land. Um, so we're going to try and like, the plan is within the next five years, kind of get it self-sufficient, you know, like have a, have a little homesteady gaff. And is this retirement plans almost? Well, I mean, it's something that we've always wanted to do. It's something that Alima's always wanted to do, like have a property that we can like, you know, totally start from scratch and um you know and the self-sufficiency thing is is definitely a goal like to to kind of go off grid and you know like you know a bit like what eddie's done in new zealand really like on Mm, on yeah on a much lesser scale um but wanaka terminal three the uh, old waco as we (laughs) called it last year (laughs) (laughs) old david koresh over there um but but like yeah that so so that hopefully that's going to go through like I say next couple of days as we're recording, wow and yeah so that's going to be the mission from this point. Congrats, man! It's exciting, man. It's really exciting that. Yeah, man, and it's uh, yeah it's a great spot. It's like um, an hour from really good surf and like kind of loads of nice talent. You know, it's France. What's not to like? Mm. What's not to like? Yeah. Yeah, easy, like half an hour from, like, well, an hour from Cannes, which is the nearest port from Portsmouth. So we can, like, leave here in Brighton in in the morning and be there at, like, nine o'clock at night. So it's it's Mm. cool. Like, it's it's a good good vibe. So you can't go wrong. Oh. And on that. Definitely time. And on that bombshell. Press stop. Let's do it, boys. Little cheers, cheers. boys. Merry Christmas. Cheers and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Love you loads. Thank you, everyone, for all your uh, your voice notes. They were really nice. They were good, weren't they? Really, really a good addition. That isn't it? Yeah, definitely, because it stops us talking about the same stuff every year. (laughs) So there you go. That was me, Tim, and Gendel, and I hope you enjoyed it. As you could probably tell, we had a really good laugh doing that. As usual, Um, got smashed generally kick christmas off good style and um i've got to say thanks to fina because obviously this was um editorially quite a challenging one to put together at the last minute so thank you fina so that was looking sideways 2022 and for one last time i hope you're going to join me for one last rousing chorus of thank fuck they've gone because yes it is housekeeping corner where my end of the pod crew the diards that listen right to the end uh the committed the loyalists um, stick around when the part-timers and ingenues have long sacked it off. So, as is traditional, I mean, everyone does the kind of Oscar speech thing this year, don't they? I thought I'd round round off the year with a bit of a bit of a roundup about what I've been up to, and it's it's been a good one. There's been some definite highlights. It's been a challenging year at points. Um, certainly, you know, struggled to cope with a lot of stuff at a few points. I mentioned this in a, in a blog that I published recently. I've actually started having therapy, which has been really helpful. Um, not something that British people tend to admit that much, but, you know, I've been quite open about it because it's been, first, it's been a really enjoyable experience. And also I've learned a lot. And also I think anything that kind of normalizes this has got to be a good thing, right? So 
that helped me cope with some of the more challenging aspects of the year. But generally, it's been it's been great. I mean, some highlights include started the year off by uh, proper leaping out of my comfort zone over in Jackson as a member of the commentary team for the live natural selection broadcast, which was a hell of an experience. I'm really grateful to Travis, Liam and the rest of the natural selection team for trusting me with that and for being such a bunch of absolute legends. Um, I was really supported in that um, by Pat Salamer, as I talked about in the pod, T-Bird, Mary, Jeff, the Uncle Toad's crew, as I also mentioned in the pod. And I also wanted to say thanks to my friends Alex Yoder and Hilary Cantu, who really looked after me and Owen. We had a proper ball over there, and it kicked the year off nicely. Um, in the last few weeks, it's also been a total pleasure being part of the Natural Selection Committee for the 23 event series. Although, regrettably, again, as I discussed, format changes mean I probably won't be in the booth this year and I probably won't be making it out this year either. That's all good, though. I've sort of rinsed Natural Selection on the podcast over the last few years, so it'd be good to mix that up. Another highlight this week, actually. Been trying to buy a house in Normandy, myself, Boog and Peg, for the last two and a half years. And we have finally done it, I think. I mean, fingers crossed, it's literally supposed to go through tomorrow, the day this is getting released. Um, lovely spot, 20 minutes from the D-Day beaches, about an hour from Sueville and Roselle, the, late, the closest decent waves, about three hours from Brittany. Um, and it looks like we're going to have a five-year project on our hands. The, the goal is to go fully self-sufficient. By the time we're done, uh, my lovely wife Boog has piloted the whole thing while well, I've been tooling around doing this type of thing. She's got the master plan for the whole project, um, so we're going to be spending much more time over there, and I'm looking forward to it. I was also lucky enough to work much more closely with my friends Demi Taylor and Chris Nelson this year on the London Surf Film Festival, first as a member of the jury, and secondly hosting a live Q&A with Lewis and Chris about their new film The Big C. Also recorded that episode of Type 2 the other week, which went down really well. Um, and Demi was also kind enough to leave me a message, which I'm going to play right now. Here's Demi. Merry Christmas, Matt. Um, it's actually winter solstice today, which seems like a really lovely time to stop and reflect on the year that we've just had. So thanks so much for asking me onto your podcast to do this. Um, I guess when I'm thinking about the last 12 months, it's really hard not to focus on those moments that have just happened. So I think some of the highlights that really stick in my mind are the 11th edition of the London Surf Film Festival, which took place in November, December this year. Um, I think after, you know, travel restrictions and lockdown, it felt really nice to have everyone gathered in a space together. Um, and really celebrating the culture of surfing. And it was wonderful to have you there as well, not just on the jury, but actually hosting one of the Q&As, I think, which brings me on to another of my highlights of the year, which would be completing um, The Big C. It's a documentary project that I've been involved with um, for the past three years with Chris Nelson and Lewis Arnold. Um, it's a documentary that I know that you've really championed and we really appreciate that exposing the toxic relationship that surfing has with neoprene. Um, and it felt really special to be able to premiere that film, well, host an exclusive preview screening of that film at the festival and to have you there sort of hosting the Q&A and really helping move that conversation forwards. Um, other highlights for me, and I think anyone who knows me um, knows how much I love a chat. So I think... A highlight for me has been some of the conversations that I've had this year 
with some really inspiring women, um, the likes of Lauren Hill, who is a filmmaker, an eco-feminist, a writer, um, Joanna Andrade, big wave surfer, Lucia Grigi, photographer and environmentalist, and my friend over the water, Alicia Kupiel, who is the director of Coldwater Surf and Film Festival in Denmark. Um, and they're all really inspiring and engaging women um, who've really introduced me to different thoughts, different ways of seeing. And I think those are the moments I'm probably most grateful for, um, is those connections we get to make. And my hopes for next year? Well, I really hope the big C um, continues to grow in momentum. I hope it doesn't fall on deaf ears. I hope it inspires conversation as well as change um, through the surfing industry, but also through the surfing world, because we all have the power to make and affect change. Um, and I guess apart from that, I'm really hoping for a few good waves because it's been a while since I got in the water. Anyway, Matt, Merry Christmas. Um, thanks so much for having me on and hopefully catch you soon for some of those waves. Nice one, Demi. Another highlight, working with my amazing friends at DB, John, Eber, Marcus, William, Tin, Trolls and the crew, who've backed the podcast enormously this year and given me and Toza some incredible opportunities like the Hossegor mission in June, where we got a shitload done and spent a memorable day with Kepa Acero for one. The Stockholm trip, where we recorded a hugely well-received live episode with Chris Burkhard. And then, of course, they helped me get the DB Fund off the ground, a long-cherished project of mine, um, through which we're going to be mentoring and supporting Antoine, Eloise and Jen on their projects next year. Um, also had another great year of Type 2, the podcast I'm fortunate enough to make with my friends at Patagonia, who are more great supporters of what I do. Thank you to Yella, Rose, Gabe, Lauren, Matt, Lisa, Becky... Harry and the team for their help and support there. Looking forward to seeing how that evolves in 2023. Um, I am hoping to get over to Ventura to record a special little little omnibus of um, Type 2. Um, first time me and Owen have planned a trip like this for a while. I think Owen's keen to do another version of uh, Looking Sideways, the book, Volume 2. I'm not so sure about that yet for the reasons that I outlined in the blog, five creative lessons I learned from making Looking Sideways Volume 1, which you can find on my Substack. Um, but we'll see. You never know. Um, one thing I've learned is that you can make plans and a lot of things need to align if they're going to actually come to fruition. What else was going on? Well, I was part of the team that helped to establish and launch the Opening Up the Outdoors initiative. Uh, the idea being that we would try and make the outdoors a more equitable and diverse place off the back of uh, George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we decided to do this by raising funds from brands in the outdoor industry and putting together a mentoring program for a group of grassroots people who um, are already out there doing it really. And, you know, we just thought, well, we could choose some people to go through this mentorship program, uh, including my pal Yvette Curtis, who also left me a message. Have a listen. Hi Matt, um, 2022 has been a pretty unbelievable year for myself and for Wave Wahinis. It's been the first year we've had real sort of grassroots funding from the lottery. We ran the first ever female dedicated surf contest 
um, at Ocean Fest in Croyd, which was amazing, having over 40 women and girls compete, m- many for their first ever time. Um, an event for women and girls at The Wave, attracting over 100 women and girls and working with an incredible community group in the centre of Bristol, to, um, funding them to go surfing, which was amazing. Our Syrian surf programme ran for its second year. It's been, oh gosh, it's been such an incredible year for highlights. Um, but I've also graduated an amazing programme with some other change makers as part of the Opening Up the Outdoors programme, working in diversity, which has been incredible and such a sense of pride. And for me, I think my highlight has been being brave enough to actually say what needs to be said sometimes. And it's been really scary. So I'm really proud of that. And for, t- for next year, I'm really hoping that the survey we've conducted on uh, the perception of diversity within surfing will actually make some really positive change. And we're working with more diverse communities for next year. So I can't wait and I can't thank everyone enough for all their support and love that's come my way. It's been, yeah, it's been phenomenal. So thank you. Cheers, Yvette. Thanks for doing that. Another personal highlight elsewhere has been getting proper stuck into my Substack, which you can find over at lookingsidewayssubstack.com, and which is where I've been quietly amassing a lot of articles by myself and guest writers such as Chris Nelson, Chaz Smith, Jamie Curry, and many more. Kind of switched over to that because I was putting the newsletter out every week and I was using Campaign Monitor, who'd basically charge, and it was costing a fair amount of money the more and more people signed up. Substack was free so I thought well I'll change it to that and then I kind of realized it's actually a really great platform for me you can host the podcast you can host articles you can have the newsletter you can host open threads I've had a couple of great ones um, impassioned debates on topics such as creativity and being paid fairly Um, it's where you can sign up to receive my 10 things emails which now has thousands of global subscribers and where you can find and join the heart of the uh, growing looking sideways community I'm probably going to get, go paid on there in the new year, although this won't affect the podcast that much. But yeah, keep them peeled for that. Elsewhere, I did loads more journalism. I enjoyed writing stories for White Lines, Wired, The Snowboard Journal, Pleasure, Metro, many more. Might do a bit more of that in 23. Might even dust off the old press trip horse. It's been a while. Um, I did much more corporate stuff, including um, another workshop for a company about my approach to creativity, storytelling and podcasting. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's been really interesting. It always goes down really well, that. And financially, without being vulgar, it's a bit of a no-brainer because as I talked about in that creative blog, I kind of earn more money doing a day of that than I did from doing the book, basically, which is pretty hilarious. Um, off the back of that, I was thinking, well, I should do an online version of this for interested listeners and readers who want to join something like this themselves because there appears to be an appetite for that so i'll be posting about that sorry i'm a bit hungover after last night i'll be posting about that in the newsletter if you're interested in finding out more and probably try to sort that out in 2023 as well um and then there's my day job acm which has had another roller coaster year we've really focused on building a value-based company it sounds a bit cheesy but we do genuinely want acm to be a place where people feel valued and it's a good place to go work um we don't always get it right but we try our best and the the reward is that we're currently working with the best most talented and most creative bunch that have ever been through the virtual doors with the work to prove it um there's more 
But this episode is already about three hours long, so I'll probably start to wrap it up. Um, low lights, like I say, a few of them, the therapy helped. Uh, didn't get barreled, um, bit of a blow. Kind of thought that had happened by now. Didn't get <laughs> looking sideways live off the ground, which but at least we've got a, a standing joke in the festive special off the back of that. Uh, and I had the usual work run-ins with a few entitled clueless idiots, but that appears to be life. Oh, life, right? Um, yeah, so there we go. 23. Um, a lot of time in France, working on the house, exploring the coastline. But generally, life's good. Very grateful to everybody who's tuned into an episode, been a guest, commented, left hate mail, give me feedback, and generally taken part in what I do and encouraged me or even uh, discouraged me. Whatever, it's all good. So I'll leave it there for now. Thanks for tuning into this one. If you've been a guest, thanks for coming on. Um, if you've been a listener and a, a reader, thank you as well. I, I hope you have a really great and restful break. And I'll be back in 23. Nice one. Mm-hmm.